show, you can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com where all the features are completely free. Once again, that is freetalklive.com. It's the live Halloween edition of the show, by the way. And that doesn't really mean anything else besides, well, we'll probably focus on some Halloween-related issues tonight. And, of course, take your calls, as always, about whatever's on your mind. So we start out by going to the phones. And I think we should get, like, the non-Halloween-related stories out of the way. Because there's a couple of things that are pretty important that we need to talk about. Of course, your calls as well. But Ron Paul on The Tonight Show, we should definitely talk about that. Uh, But first, let's talk to Dennis in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Mm. Live, Dennis. Happy Halloween, guys. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? So yesterday's show, there was some discussion of FIJA outreach, and specifically a fellow who uh, unfortunately got a, some unpleasant interaction with a couple of what I'll call goons in the, uh, in the, in the courthouse. Yeah, yeah, uh, FIJA, Fully Informed Jury Association, the uh, organization is devoted to informing Americans of their right to vote uh, on a basis of how they feel about the law itself, not necessarily on the details of the case that's presented to them as jurors, but on the law. So if you, for instance, are uh, taking on a marijuana case and you don't agree with marijuana laws, you can vote not guilty simply because you think the law is bad. That's what FIJA is all about. And yes, yesterday, uh, one of our listeners, Brian in Colorado, was talking about how he had uh, taken his sons to the courthouse to do a uh, FIJA outreach and was uh, harassed by the police. I totally loved his story, and it, it was so so sad to hear that it, it kind of had to turn out the way it did with, you know, the big burly guys really just hassling him for for doing something, just informing juries of, or juror, potential jurors of something that's absolutely their right. And what, what really struck me is that an aspect of the Free State Project with respect to just the concentration of activists and the unintended... Um, side effects that come out of that. Um, I'm sure this has happened in other states, but no one knows about it. Just here in New Hampshire, there's a bill that comes up every year or two that says that juries should be fully informed. And it, you know, it comes closer. It doesn't come closer. It's, you know, if we had more free stairs in the legislature, I'm sure it'd go through. Mm -hmm. But the interesting thing is, in in this case, I happened to be there along with like 30 other people when this... um, issue came up before the Judiciary Committee, and they had the Assistant Attorney General of the state of New Hampshire arguing against the bill. And what was jaw-dropping is that he said right there in public testimony in front of the committee that, yes, the jury has this right. They have this obligation to nullify laws with, you know, that, that violate their conscience, but that it would not be a good idea to you know, inform them of that because it would throw all kinds of things and it would be bad. Amazing. We might find out what laws are awful. And, you know, what struck me is... Self-governance really isn't for Americans, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Crazy. And I'm sure that some other attorney general in some other state has maybe said something similar, but who was there? It's not like the news reporters are flocking around, ooh, there'll be a a fully informed jury bill, let's get the cameras, and this will be the 6 o'clock... I'm sure it might have happened in, in this case... Dozens of really dedicated activists who are really concerned about this issue heard this guy say this. You know, we've got the date and the time, and, you know, I'm sure we can pull up the photocopies of the record if we need to. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't it be something? Because pretty much everyone involved with this here in in New Hampshire – Kind of knows, wouldn't it be amazing for for Brian to be able to say, hey, gentlemen, 
I think he ought to talk to the attorney general's office. What a what a piece of taekwondo that would be to throw out at them. Sure. Well, of course, he's in Colorado, so uh, we don't know. He'll be here in the free state at some point he, soon, though. He will be here in New Hampshire at some point. Yes, you're right. And, and it's very interesting that you point out that at any other state, all that probably a speech, a similar speech, probably would have ended up falling on deaf ears, or uh, there wouldn't have been anybody there who cared to notice it. I think that's very astute. Another aspect of New Hampshire that's just nothing to do with the free state project, particularly just a, a native aspect, is. At the same time, there's, I think I could think of 10 or 12 state reps who are really passionate about this issue. Hmm. They haven't been in a majority, so it hasn't come to complete fruition, but that would be happy to talk to, I'm sure, whatever um, judicial member or police officer needed to be aware or educated about the nature of the laws. Very so, interesting. You know, it's one thing if they're saying, look, you can't be here. This is a public place, but we've got to clear it out to uh, make room for the throngs of people that aren't here. That's, you know, fine. Mm -hmm. But as far as handing out the flyers, um, there's a great deal of education that is pretty easy to do if you're able to connect the dots just because of the concentration of people and the info we have at our fingertips. Absolutely, Dennis. Any other thoughts tonight? That's it. Thanks for the call, man. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. If, if we're going to ever pass a bill like that, it's going to be in New Hampshire. It's just not going to be any place else. I think you're right, and that certainly would be a very, very, a, a very awesome day if that bill were to actually go through and judges were to actually have to inform the jurors of their full rights as a juror, of their right to judge the law itself. That would be just a monumental day in uh, American judicial history, I think. So we'll keep working towards it. And, of course, uh, that's what the point of the Free State Project is, is to get great activists together, like Dennis and like Brian, who called in uh, yesterday to tell us his story, and like us here in uh, Free, Free Talk Live land. Uh, we've all moved up to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. Uh, we're early movers. The actual project doesn't officially move until it reaches 20,000, and then there's a five-year window that everybody has to move in. So the actual official move, pretty far off. But the early movers are coming in. Uh, they are flowing in. Uh, flowing in. Mm -hmm. In fact, there are supposed to be over a thousand people early mover status by the end of 2008. That's pretty exciting. So you 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 take people like Dennis and people like Free Talk Live and Dave and Lauren and all these people that we hear from on this show, uh, going out there doing their brand of activism. We just, got, again, got off the phone with Dennis. He's more of a political activist. As you could tell, he was talking about what's going on in the state house, and he's well aware of the things that they've got going on there. He's part of the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance, which is this great group that's been formed mostly by free staters to keep an eye on what these politicians are doing in Concord, New Hampshire. I don't know if there's an organization like them anywhere in the other 49 states where they, where they actually take the voting record of each of these elected officials, right. these representatives, and they rate them. So, well, did they vote in favor of liberty on this issue, or did they vote against it? Okay, well, we'll tally this up, and we'll figure out, are they an A, B, C, D, E, or F, or constitutional threat? You know, <laughs> how, how, how liberty-oriented are these people? And they come out with this report card on a yearly basis. I mean, that's, that just it's, must be a tremendous right. amount of work, and these people are doing it for, uh, on a volunteer basis. Which it's amazing. Which is amazing. Because I, I don't have time to pay attention to that. Right. I have mine right in my briefcase right now. <laughs> Your report card, you mean? Yep. I and if I, who pay attention to what goes on and that sort of thing, if I don't have time to pay to uh, dig up all this information, then the average person certainly doesn't have time. 
Certainly not. So, things are pretty exciting here in New Hampshire, and of course they just keep getting better as more and more activists move here. And we'll keep bringing you the stories. Uh, 800-259-9231. So, the good news is that Ron Paul did a fantastic job last night. Uh, I, actually, it was really more Jay Leno that did a fantastic job. Uh, it was a very friendly interview. He had Ron Paul on The Tonight Show. And uh, the Sex Pistols were performing Anarchy in the UK, <laughs> interestingly enough. What? At the same time. Really? Yeah. Uh, the Sex Pistols? I believe that was... They were rolling was. Johnny Lydon around the stage in like electric wheelchair? What was he doing? I don't know who Johnny Lydon... Is it the Johnny lead Rod- singer? I, I don't know. Red, Bright red hair? Pale. I couldn't face. tell you. Okay. You, didn't see, you didn't see the clip, obviously. I, I, so. I, I, the, my computer is uh, virused. So. Uh-oh. Yeah, well, anyway, it was very good. It was a, about a nine-minute interview. And Ron, uh, he even got a joke in. Uh, Jay, um, Jay Leno joked about Ron Paul in his little intro. Yeah, I, heard, joke I, thing. I did get to see the joke, and then the the video crapped out. Not right. the video. The the computer uh, refused to respond at that point. So the crowd obviously was uh, was Ron Paul friendly. No booing from the Jay Leno huge, crowd. Huge applause. And uh, let's see what else. I mean, I don't have I don't recall the exact things they talked about, but they definitely. Jay gave Ron Paul enough time to actually answer the questions. You know, it wasn't like a uh, one after the other, question after question kind of interview. It was much more laid back. Ron was really able to communicate his viewpoint, and he talked about liberty and how popular it was. He even mentioned Austrian economics wow. on the, the Tonight Show. <laughs> so, I bet that was riveting. <laughs> it was a good interview. It was yeah. uh, it was very good. So, uh, and that's that's important because I think eleven. I think I saw that eleven million people generally watch the tonight show so talk about some great free publicity for ron paul more on the way you can take control this is free talk live this is free talk live you can bring up whatever's on your mind the toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231 sacral cai toll-free line for you and it's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site, completely free. We've got live streams there, a broadband version of the show, and a dial-up version. Both waiting for you for free at freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. It's your only choice for more personal freedom and smaller, less intrusive government. To learn more about joining the Second American Revolution, go to freestateproject.org. That is freestateproject.org. Now, whether or not you saw... The Ron Paul uh, interview last night on The Tonight Show doesn't matter. It was very good. I recommend it. In fact, uh, it's available over at the Lou Rockwell blog. So if you go to lourockwell.com and click over the blog, scroll down, you'll find it there. It's it's a great interview. But what was really interesting was the behind-the-scenes story. And Lou Rockwell himself, apparently, I guess he hangs out with Ron Paul. So he was there at the Tonight Show taping, you know, in the limo and getting out and back in the green room and everything. And so he wrote up a little... A celeb. Uh, he wrote up a little article about what that experience was like, and I thought it was pretty neat. So we'll share that here in a few moments. But first we go to the phones and talk to Aaron in Nevada. You're on Free Talk Live, Aaron. Hey, what's on your mind? Oh, you know, actually, um, it was interesting that I called in and you uh, were talking about Fija. I just recently read about uh, the Fija topic in a um, book from Disinformation Publishing. That's the and, Fully Informed Jury Association. And yes, right, about it. exactly. And, you know, what my question is, um, do you hear of any people who are standing up for this type of thing or basically, uh, you know, other things that would be maybe um, not too supportive of, you know, neo- 
Vietcong politics and the Bush administration that are being labeled as terrorist because um, it's an honest fear or, or maybe just a curiosity if that kind of thing is going on. No, we haven't heard anything about that, but I certainly understand that I, I understand your concerns, and that is that you know we do know that the the police have been investigating anti-war groups. Uh, we know that much. We know that uh, they, they've been investigating the Quakers. I mean, the, the, so who knows uh, what they're looking into? Have they actually arrested the leader of the Quakers? You know, this religious group that's pro-peace. No, I don't think so. I would think we'd hear something about that. Does that mean they haven't taken anybody into custody around the country? Well, we wouldn't really know if they did or didn't because we only know when they tell us if they have. And right. they learned their lesson from Jose Padilla that if they open their big fat mouths and well, attention gets drawn to the situation, and that seems to be something they don't want. So right now, from all available indicators, at least that we've seen, there isn't anything like that going on. That doesn't mean it couldn't happen. It doesn't mean they don't have the ability to do that. In fact, they passed legislation last year that makes it even easier for them to just snatch, literally snatch an American up off the streets and put them in a, some sort of secret military installation and then give them a military tribunal for a trial. So, I mean, these are things that can happen in America. It's just that they don't seem to be happening yet, or if they are, nobody knows about them. Right. right. Well, you know, it, it's interesting that you mentioned the Quakers, because it seems like even since the onset of our country itself, there's been a lot of angst from, uh, uh, you know, those in power towards the Quakers. I was recently reading a book by... Um, what was his name, by um, Stephen Sora, where he talks about a lot of the um, problems with the Quakers and them and hmm. basically kind of uh, going to war with the Quakers. So that's interesting. You know, I think that... Targeting the Quakers 200 years later. I understand there's a lot of people out there that are very concerned about where the direction the government is going, and they see them getting bigger and more intrusive and more oppressive, and it, and it scares them and it frightens them, and it makes it so they don't want to get involved. And I think that that's the wrong response. I think that's, you know, that's what a lot of people did in, you know, Nazi Germany back in the 30s. They just shied away from helping their neighbors and coming to the door with armed and turning away these uh, government goons. You know, we need to really stand up and stand up for liberty and start talking about freedom. There's no better time to do it than now. And if you're scared, then, well, I understand that, and I hope that uh, you'll get over it. I'm not saying that you well, are. Well, no, I can tell you general. that I honestly am scared. But, um, you know, uh, let me give you a little quick story is how I even uh, came to know that you existed in this radio show was um, from uh, uh, Alex Jones' film, and me and a couple other people here in Reno that have um, written a couple books on conspiracy theories and secret societies and things like that are in the process of organizing a two-day uh, conference where we um, are hoping to show a couple of um, uh, Robert Greenwald films and a couple of Alex Jones films and then hopefully inviting Alex Jones and people like Jim Mars to come and speak and do a panel discussion on it. And, and that's how I found you was in trying to track down Alex Jones. So it's a, it is an honest and real fear for me in, in setting this kind of thing up because it's definitely putting myself really out there on the chopping block if something like that is happening. Well, I think that but that's... I'm still I think going to do problem. it anyway. You know, you know what I mean? And... Uh, that's good. I think that's good. That's very courageous of you, and I understand the position that you're in. And I think that one of the reasons why you're more likely to be afraid is because you have sort of, and I don't know what your history is with the liberty movement, but it sounds to me like you're pretty deep in with the conspiracy crowd. 
And the, the mentality over there, and I, and the, they're doing some good work, and I, I like Alex's work on the police state. It's just the whole conspiracy 9-11 thing, the facts, you know, all the allegations about the burning buildings and the steel melting and they all that. They give the government a lot of credit for right. being competent, right. and it's generally not. Right. The government's really pretty incompetent and uh, pretty bumbling. That doesn't make them not dangerous. They're certainly right. dangerous, and they certainly can target people for retaliation. And I don't want to make it sound like, you know, this is all roses here. Uh, but the, the mentality of the conspiracy crowd is that, that government is so powerful and so invasive that you can't do anything to stop it. And that, you know, all we can do is just spread the, spread the message and cross our fingers and hope that somebody brings these evil government people up on charges, which, of course, is asking the government to bring itself up on charges, which, if you indeed believe that the government is corrupt uh, and full of conspiracy theory, then is sort of a silly thing to ask for in the first place. But the, the, it's, it's a defeatist mentality that many of the conspiracy crowd has and i don't you know i'm not necessarily talking about you i'm just talking no, in general and, and you know and let me say you know um for who, anyone who's listening who might even uh be kind of caught up in the conspiracy theory world first of all I, I i don't hate our government you know i actually think that we have you know as it's been said a million times before i think we have the greatest government in the world and, and well that's like um, saying you have the best cancer in the world though I mean, yeah <laughs> well the, but see the thing is the way i see it is that you know a, a conspiracy has so many negative connotations attached to that word, where basically, if you have two people who conspire to do something, boom, you have a conspiracy. And that doesn't mean that our government is a conspiracy. You know, you know what I'm saying? But I think that through the 200 years, you know, you know, maybe holes in the wall have been found of how to manipulate certain things, and people who have certain agendas or for greed or power can get in there and can make things happen. But it's so I would uh, certainly agree that that has happened. There are definitely <laughs> right. people in search of power uh, that are looking to um, create a world government. I mean, these are things that are definitely going on out there. Um, right. Does that mean that they're going to target you for retaliation? I don't think that's very likely. I mean, you mentioned Alex Jones. He's a very popular sort of conspiracy radio host. Uh, he's been doing his show for a decade or more, and you know they haven't well, you taken know, him out yet. One of the considered too is is that. When you're on that level, you're easily martyred, and that's I, I doubt they would want if if there was someone who was willing to, you know, a, arrest me as a terrorist. In that case, your safest place. Aware, right. In that case, your you, safest place to be is out in the sunlight and out doing the things that you believe in. I mean, that's what you have to do, man. Thanks for the call. We appreciate it. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You can take control of the airways. Bring up anything. Ron Paul, the behind the scenes action. From The Tonight Show, what happened in the green room? We'll uh, bring you that story and take your calls about anything. This is Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything via the toll-free number 800-259-9231. It is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com, where the features are totally free. We've got updates. Get signed up. Keep you in the loop whenever there's something fresh to announce about the show. That's updates.freetalklive.com to get on the list. Updates.freetalklive.com. And... Are you prepared for the day the dollar drops to zero? D2Z.org proposes that day is near. Go to D2Z.org and learn how to survive and thrive during the U.S. dollar crisis. D2Z.org. In fact, speaking of the dollar, one of my uh, pieces of show prep that I'm sure we won't get to, but it's just sort of a short one. Uh, the, the essence is the dollar has hit yet another record low. 
Hmm. Uh, Canadian has now the Canadian dollar has hit another record high, and uh, the, the the UK dollar is doing uh, the best it's done in the, or the I pound. Think they call them pound. The pound yeah. is doing the best it's done in thirty something years. So it's just it's dropping. It really is. Anyway, eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Let's continue with the phone calls and talk to Chris in Indianapolis. Chris, you're on Free Talk Live. Chris, going once. Chris in Indy, going twice. Let's try George in Texas. George, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Julia, and Mark. Yeah. Is this George? Yeah. What's on your mind? Well, um, I just called because, uh, um, well, I've been hearing a lot of uh, stuff about um, this tax, income tax thing, um, how uh, supposedly um, it's not, there's no law. Mm. That obligates us to do this, to pay the income tax. Um, also, um, I've been hearing uh, a lot of people saying that um, Alex Jones bashes Christians. And uh, well, you really aren't hearing don't... that on this show. We don't really talk about Alex Jones on this show, so I don't really know where you're hearing that. I mean, occasionally people call and drop his name, but that's about the extent of it. Yeah. Well, I haven't been hearing it on this show. I've been hearing it on on uh, other occasions with other people. Um, well, most on, of the people listening to this show don't even know who that is. So what What was the other thing you wanted to talk about? About the income tax. Okay. How uh, there's no law that uh, mandates us to, uh, this doesn't obligate us to um, pay that. Um, are you asserting that there is no law, or are you... Just wondering. Curious. Uh, no, well, I've been, I've been researching it for about um, quite a while now. And uh, they've been. Uh, I've come across a lot of information, um, and uh, a lot of um, a lot of videos, and uh, and uh, have looked over the the articles. And, and what's your conclusion? Well, it's not. Uh, there's no. Uh, there's no law for it. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Uh, it's certainly an academic discussion. Um, some people say there is no law. Some people say there is. The lawyers will argue they, forever over this. The certainly... IR, yeah, the IRS agents certainly think there's a law. Well, and the courtrooms, uh, the judges and the jury certainly think there's a law. In fact, I've got a related story to talk about here in a moment. So that's really the issue. What if there was a law? What if it turned out that there was a law? Would that make you feel like you well, should pay it? I mean, they've been, the IRS has been asked millions of times just show the law, to uh, just come out, print it out, and show, I mean, in plain, bold letters in English, to just show it. Sure, and, and they, they, normally ignore, uh, they normally ignore people when they ask that question. Exactly, and they're, they're just avoiding it. Or they don't just, they don't comply. Well, it's certainly what are they hiding if they don't if they're absolutely it is suspicious behavior, no doubt about that. But you know, when pressed, they'll end up citing some obscure U.S. code, Title Twenty Six, blah blah blah, and then it really again it just matters what the judges and the juries think, and and they're convinced that there is a law. So I I I, I here again my question hypothetical question if you could be shown that there was a law, would that all of a sudden make you feel like you had to pay it? Well, if there was a law, um, well, it would obligate me because by law. How, how is it that a, uh, a, a something written on a piece of paper obligates you to do anything, sir? Anything that you haven't something you haven't signed can obligate you to do anything. How is that? Well, in in all reality, um, the uh, the sufficient amount of uh, states did not ratify. Well, once again, I mean that's again an academic discussion. Some people agree with but that. Some people it's, don't. It's really the question is. Is the income tax right or wrong? 
And, oh, it's wrong. Right, okay. I agree it's that not it's a portion. entirely wrong. Um, and if it's legal or illegal, then it doesn't matter. Right. You know, like it's wrong. The the position yeah. of the position, in my opinion, the position of well, there is no law is a weak position because then if it pr- turns out there is a law, then you, then what yeah. do you do? Then what do you do? Mm-hmm. The, the the correct position to take on taxation is the moral one, and that is that it's immoral to take a percentage of anybody's income, a percentage of your hard earned money. It's wrong to take that uh, without your permission. You've exactly. never signed an explicit agreement that says that uh, you agree to being taxed by this government. I mean, just because so, I was born in the in the United right. States. Means I have to pay taxes. That's what some people will claim, but again, there's no actual explicit contract to prove that you really have an obligation to pay those if, taxes. If you're born in North Korea, are you just supposed to obey all their ridiculous laws too? Well, I mean, you can't really leave yeah, North Korea. Yeah, there's nowhere so. you can go. But but yeah, but yeah I mean, the, the idea that because you were born within a certain geographical area means that you have to obey the rules of some random group of men and women sitting around in an office calling themselves government is really an absurdity, in my yeah. opinion. Of course the judges and the juries won't agree with me either so really as soon as you get put in front of a jury you're going to go uh, to the clink either way well, for the yeah, most well, part well yeah there's been there have been uh cases i just don't remember the name oh there have been cases that have been that, won and there have been exactly. cases that have lost in fact there was a recent loser case that we'll tell you about here in a moment thanks for the call dude we appreciate it 800-259-9231 sherry peel jackson according to the atlanta journal constitution a former irs revenue agent and certified public accountant somebody who you would think knows about these things, right? If you saw the America from Freedom to Fascism film, you mm-hmm. saw Sherry Jackson. She was the uh, the black lady, the former IRS I, uh, agent, who came across, I believe it, at one point when she was working for the IRS, she spotted the full-page advertisement that I think uh, the We the People organization took out in either Washington Post or USA Today or whatever, that offered $50,000 to anyone that could prove that there was the obligation to pay income taxes or that the law existed, right? Right. And so she said, wow, 50 grand? Hey, I'm already working for the IRS. This should be no problem. So she figured she'd be able to knock it out, take the 50 grand, and prove that people had to pay taxes. And so her story is that she researched and researched and, you know, looked through the code and, and asked people around the IRS, and she couldn't find it. And so what she ended up doing was quitting her job because she couldn't honestly keep doing the the Seemed IRS illegal en- to her. enforcement if indeed she didn't think – if she couldn't find the actual law that uh, allegedly required people to pay the taxes. But she's been on trial, in case you hadn't heard. And the other day, she was found guilty. Mm. Uh, former IRS revenue agent and CPA told a federal jury she was sure she did not have to file income tax returns. But after less than 30 minutes of deliber- uh, deliberations, the jury convicted Jackson of failing to file income tax returns from 2000 to 2004. The Stone Mountain woman faces a maximum of four years in prison will be sentenced early next year. Jackson, who's 45, didn't fit the typical profile of a criminal defendant. She worked for... She worked for the IRS as a revenue agent from 1988 to 1995, then worked as an accountant, at one time landing a state contract to audit daycare centers. But in July of 2000, she testified that she began to question whether she had to pay the income taxes. And by the next year, she decided she was not going to file a tax return. Sitting at the witness stand with large books of federal regulations and the tax code in front of her, she said she couldn't find any section of the tax code that held her liable for income taxes. She says, I've done a lot of research, and I was just about sure that I didn't have to file an income tax return. During cross-examination, the U.S. attorney uh, read Section 1 of the tax code to Jackson, who's married. A tax is imposed on every married individual, Langway read, asking Jackson how she could not be an individual. She replied that I couldn't find the definition of individual. 
Lowell Beecraft, one of her attorneys, told jurors they should not convict her of willfully disobeying the law because Jackson has had a good faith reason to believe she didn't have to file taxes. He reminded the jury that Jackson attended Tuskegee University uh, and raised a family and lived the life of an ordinary American. He said, you may have never heard of this before. To you, it may sound wild. It may sound crazy. But she believes she's not required to file tax returns. The assistant uh, attorney called Jackson's reasoning cockamimi and absurd. She's an individual. She knows that, Langway said. You should disbelieve everything she said. And the jury did. Mm. So this is an interesting case, right? Because she was married... Which is indeed asking the government for permission to do you know, something, to, to have, to grant them with this marriage certificate, which does bind you to their rules. I mean, you are explicitly agreeing to whatever the governmental rules are governing marriage when you get a marriage contract. So, if she wasn't married, how would this case have gone? Probably pretty bad, but just it's an interesting question. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. And that's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The feature's for free. You like the show, you want to help support Free Talk Live, then go and shop with us at the Free Talk Live store. It's store.freetalklive.com. we got Free Talk Live t-shirts and hats and hoodies. Hoodies will keep you nice and warm in the upcoming winter season. They're really nice hoodies, too. Yep, and uh, also other cool things as well. They're all available exclusively at the Free Talk Live store. That's store.freetalklive.com. So the Sherry Peel, or excuse me, Sherry Jackson Peel, no, Sherry Peel Jackson. <laughs> the Sherry Peel Jackson trial, former IRS revenue agent, certified public accountant, who stopped paying income taxes back in July of 2000. She'd been found guilty. The jury took less than 30 minutes to deliberate on this. And there are several factors, uh, you know, at play here. Because this is a woman who worked for the IRS. This is a woman who, she, it was her job to know the, the IRS code. It was right. her job I, to... I saw the uh, We the People, uh, the little movie that they have, and I found her the most motivating of anybody that I saw in the entire movie. Mm-hmm. She used to be an IRS agent. Wow. Right. Now... Now, oh gosh, what's the other gentleman's name? There was another there, former there was another IRS agent, and he's won. He's won in court. Well, she was distinctive to me because she's female and she's black. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I can remember her uh, better than I remembered, you know, another one of the white guys that happened to be in the crowd. I don't think that I don't think that he won on failure to file charges, though. I think he won on like giving people advice charges. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what what that was, but anyway, she has lost her case, and I think there's a few factors in play. Uh, number one is that. Well, of course, the it's very interesting, very interesting that the assistant attorney pointed out in his evidence to prove that she allegedly has to pay taxes, didn't point out some generic phrase, because remember, we had a caller point out earlier that the IRS has been asked countless times to show the law, right, to show the section of the code that obligates all Americans or, or orders all Americans to pay taxes, and they never do it. They Which doesn't speak very highly on their behalf. No, it doesn't. No, I mean, it, it just it sort of shows that the government doesn't care what you ask it. That much is true. I mean, if it's so difficult, why don't they come up with a you know a little form letter? They look it up one time, little form letter, send right. it out to everybody who ever asks. Well, show me the law. Here it is. Clunk. They certainly have plenty of form letters. We know that, so it wouldn't be a big deal for them to do it. But they never do. And it's very very interesting. It's curious that in this case they didn't do it either. They didn't find they didn't 
show the jury the the section of the code that requires all Americans to pay taxes. They showed the jury the section that says that every married individual has to file income taxes. Why is that? Why didn't they show them the just the general code? I don't know. It's suspicious. Maybe it's... I can tell you I'm married, so therefore right. uh, it applies to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, and it's given me yet another reason to never become married. Well, fact. I don't suspect that's ever going to happen for you. So, so there's that factor. It's just very, very curious that they didn't show the general code. They just showed this one specific instance about married people. And then also, of course, what you're dealing with, even if even if they didn't, even if they weren't able to show that, they always make declarative statements in these trials. The judges will say, well, the Supreme Court has said that this is constitutional, and so, you know, therefore, they don't have to show you anything. You have to pay. And we, there have been plenty of trials that have been like that. Mm-hmm. So, really, the factor that's in play here is, once again, the issue of the slaves on the plantation. The people in the jury pool are more than likely good little citizens that do everything that the government wants them to do. They pick their jurors well. They have a very specific procedure to keep people out of the jury that actually think for themselves, think for themselves or know a thing or two about government or understand uh, you know, liberty and that sort of thing. And so there's a natural bias amongst jurors that have been chosen for these trials to... Uh, to vote in favor of the government, because if they get up, if you get up on the stand, it doesn't matter how ironclad your arguments are. It doesn't matter if you're coming at it from there uh, from the there is no law standpoint or taxes are immoral standpoint or whatever. It doesn't matter, because if the twelve jurors that are judging you are all good little citizens paying their taxes, the jealousy factor kicks in. You know, wait a second. I, I actually experienced this recently at work. Mm. There was a lady who asked me. How I felt about the Ed Brown case, who is the man who um, was recently taken in for not paying taxes for mm-hmm. a certain number of years. And, and she was she asking you that as a candidate for office? Or no, just, just asking. Okay. I think it was actually because there was a, a recent article here in the Keene Sentinel and it mentioned you and she knows that I know you. I so. see. Okay. And, and she said that she agreed that there was definitely, she sort of felt like there was something wrong with it. But she kept saying, but they have a big house and it's not fair. I pay. So stop. Yeah. Stop paying. That was her sole argument. Was she was just kind of angry that right. she was paying and other people were. Right. And, and, and it is angering. I mean. It, yeah, it's it's frustrating the government would make anyone pay, but I, I don't see why. What does Herb having to pay have to do with Ed Brown? Exactly. Not a damn thing. Well, people feel they get jealous, right? Because the people like Ed Brown or Sherry Jackson in this case or anybody else that's not paying federal income taxes, when a good little citizen finds that out, they get very upset. They get very jealous because they've been paying all along, and hey, here's somebody that hasn't been paying, and they've been saving the money they earned, or giving it to charity, or doing, you know, investing in a business, or whatever it was they were doing with their money. You know, that's not fair. If I have to pay, so should everyone else. If I have to be punished, if I have to be beaten within an inch of my life, so should everybody else. It's the cycle of abuse. It's just with taxes. It's Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> you know, the idea that your oppressors, you fa- you have fallen in love with your oppressors. And you will defend them to the to the bitter end. That's what these people are doing. That's what the people on the juries are doing. So in many cases, you know, good luck. Present your case as best as you can. But you might as well cross your fingers because it's all up to these people uh, on the jury that are they're jealous of you. I mean, that's that's all it is. It's the same thing with the Lauren Canario case. Our friend who's in jail for not showing her papers. These people are inherently jealous of the fact that uh, she had the courage to to not 
uh, play by the rules, that she had the courage to not get the government papers and not show them when they were demanded of her. And, and, and it gets people very, very upset. The same thing with Sherry Jackson. She she didn't file her taxes, so people are upset at her for it, and they want to punish her. I think that it's um, sick. people are probably more frustrated in paying their taxes than they are about getting a driver's license. Most but the people- mentality is the same. The mentality of, you know, the now, slaves think, on the no, plantation. I don't, I don't think so, quite so much, in, in the sense that, you know, a driver's license makes sense to people. So do taxes. Uh, they I, don't like having to do it. People don't like going to the DMV. Nobody likes going to the DMV and waiting in line, but they feel they have to. They feel it's their obligation as a citizen that they have to do these things. Same thing with taxes. People hate paying taxes. They groan. They gripe. They, you know, they file for the extensions. and they, it to you, yeah. They hate it. But they do it because they feel like they have to. They feel like everybody should be doing this, and anybody that doesn't deserves the maximum punishment under the law. And it's a sickness. It's, it's a disease. It's a mental disorder. And the only way we can combat it is for more people to start talking about these things and more people, regular people, to come out and say, look, you know, I'm not paying for this anymore. These federal government goons are going around the world dropping bombs on people and doing all kinds of other awful things with, with the money that I sent them. I cannot in good conscience continue to pay this gang their extortion money. I can't do it. And so consequences come what they may. If more people were to take that stand publicly, I think it would make for a very interesting situation and a very, uh, a very interesting d- discussion in this country. Would love to hear what you think. I, I would be all for that. 1-800-259-9231. Let's talk to Chris in Indianapolis. Hello, Chris. Hello. Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Um, well, first off, I think it's awesome that somebody goes into the government and just screws them like that. That's pretty sweet. Uh, there's a lot of ways you can do that, of course. Uh, I think that it's just awesome. But anyway, I was calling to uh, give you guys a TV report. Okay, sure. Um, today it's all it's been all about the football game this weekend, uh the Colts and the Patriots. Okay. And <laughs> that's gonna be a big game. When you say it, I mean there's a lot of channels on T V, so what do you mean when you say well, it? It's like all the channels are talking about it. Hmm. Okay. It's, it's like a big deal, but it, it might be the best game of the regular season. Well, you know, the the, the the people need their distractions to keep them uh, occupied from thinking about important things. That's know? right. That's right. But hey, uh, what was I going to say? I don't know. I'm not that's sure. That's up to you. Well, uh, the whole getting in the government thing. Um, I I'm not, I when I was in the military, I was there was a couple people who. Oh, I know what I was going to say. Getting out of the military isn't is. Uh, You've got to be tactful. Um, I'll tell you a story. Now, this is a sea story. might not be true, but a guy, they sent him out to sea. You know, he didn't want to go or whatever. He didn't want to be in the military. So he started dribbling his basketball, his imaginary basketball. And, like, he did this everywhere, like up and down the steps and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And you do something like that, and, yeah, they can call you crazy, but they know you're not crazy. They know you're doing it for a reason. Mm-hmm. So, so did he get? Did he get ejected? Mm-hmm. So you just ask, you just act crazy, act like you've got invisible friends and that sort of thing. <laughs> right, that would work. That's I a mean, cool you idea. Could just, 
It's it's worth a shot. I mean, if you're in the military and you want to get out, you might as well try what you can. Thanks for the call, Chris. We appreciate it. Hour two's coming up. The inside scoop on the Ron Paul visit to The Tonight Show. We'll share that with you and talk Halloween. It is the Halloween edition of Free Talk Live. Lots of things to cover from sex offenders to Moscow banning it. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into hour number two of the program. You can take control of the airwaves. It is the live Halloween edition of Free Talk Live. And it's in here with you. And Julia. And Mark. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. That's 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site completely free. So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. We roll right into the phone calls. Still to come, all kinds of Halloween-related topics including everything from sex offenders to the uh, ubiquitous or the uh, always mentioned Hell House stories. So much to talk about. So little time. Let's talk, though, to you. Matt in Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Matt. Hey. Hey, what's on your mind? Um, well, uh, first I have a nice little comment on Halloween. Uh, I'm a little old to be going out trick-or-treating, but I did wear a costume today that's a little scarier to people than a monster. I was an uh, anarchist today. Uh-oh. And now, what does an anarchist costume look like? Just my regular wear. I see. I don't know if that really counts. I, uh, okay. I was um, a radio talk show host. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I did have a question for Mark. Um, yeah. He, you often talk about, um, you know, your for small government but not no government. So I was wondering what would be your ideal government? What would what would it look like? Well, I think that uh I if if I could just create anything, um I would make it easy for people to understand um largely. So, you know, I wouldn't do away with the United States. I wouldn't uh you know, get rid of uh, the federal government or anything like that. But I I would make it mostly just an organization that controlled the military and and perhaps uh, protected civil the civil rights mentioned in the Bill of Rights um and perhaps ran the uh, Federal Aviation Authority. Um I kind of like that one. Unconstitutional. Why? Right. Well, um, fine. So uh, you don't even you don't even want a constitutional government. You want a larger than constitutional government. Okay, fine. Um, let's, let's forget the uh, Federal Aviation Authority and uh, states handle the uh, licensing of cars. So there why you not go. Let's, That's a little more decentralized, Mark. Now you're thinking. Why not let states um, handle uh, airplanes? Fine. All I care about is uh, that shortly after we get rid of uh, the FAA or rules on that, we're going to have flying cars. And Shortly after getting having flying cars, somebody is going to fly a car into someone else's house, and they're going to kill them. And I do think that there should be some kind of licensing for flying cars. Right, because licensing prevents people from crashing through people's houses and cars, right? It doesn't hurt. No, it doesn't help either. I think it helps. It just, no, all licensing does is makes it so people jump through government hoops no, uh, and forces it's them just to not accurate. Uh, it's, have it's government ID. It's completely inaccurate, what you're saying. Um, licensing will – if you take a license away from a, uh, a chronic drunk driver, sometimes some of them will not drive cars. Therefore, they do not endanger people mm-hmm. some of the time. Is just because some people, perfect? Mark, just because some people are irresponsible with their driving means everyone should be punished? Is that the point you're, ma- you're making? Um, I, look, the reason that the licensing, licensing makes sense to people. And I'm only suggesting that we put together a government that makes sense to people. Small government, 
we, you can show that the marketplace can handle lots of things. I'm willing to pare down after that, Ian. If you can show mm-hmm. me um, at that point that uh, private organizations can, uh, you know, do things as well as the government, great. I'm for that. I just believe that we should present things to people that they can accept. Matt, did you have a follow-up for him? Um, well, so what kind of tax system would you have? I'm I'm interested in minarchism, even though I'm an anarchist. I'm just interested in the arguments because they are made often. Um, the the tax system that you know uh, the federal government creates corporations, right? I mean, by its by the federal yeah. government's existence, corporations are allowed to exist. Is that correct? Yeah. Then why not uh, tax corporations? Just corporations. Like- Just corporations. All right. That, that's interesting. And um, for roads, uh, gasoline tax seems like a pretty fair way to do it. Not Certainly not foolproof. It's certainly not without force. I'm not suggesting neither of those, but it's pretty fair. So if I don't incorporate, then I don't have to pay federal taxes? Uh, no, I don't see any I, reasonable. I, I don't see how um, the federal government can uh, – you're not a slave, right. right? The 13th Amendment says you're not a slave. Well, because then you'd actually be paying protection money, right? Because if you wanted to be a corporation, you'd want some sort of level of protection for the things that you're doing, and therefore the taxes could be seen as protection money in that case. Right. It's it. Yeah. Well, what of state and local governments? I mean, you're just talking about the federal government, but what kind of taxes would they have? Would they have the same system, or would you allow them to levy taxes on individuals? Um, I don't – you know, state – I think that property taxes make a bit of sense. They're certainly the least unfair of the large taxes out there. Um, as, as far as I'm concerned, they make um, – you know, they make a little bit of sense. They're, they're fairer than – a sales tax, um, you know, they're f- would uh, they're fairer than say a um, uh, I don't know if income tax. How is it? How is it? Property taxes are more fair than a sales tax. Well, you're buying into the uh, the society that way, you know, and and so this is your little bit of. Uh, I don't know if that bit. I don't know if that answers my question. Why like, is, how it is it fair? more fair? Well, you're buying into the society. You're you're investing in the property. You don't have to buy the property if you don't want to pay the taxes. Mm-hmm. But it's, if it's you something. rent, you have to pay the taxes still, theoretically, I mean, because your your rent goes up so that property owners can... Look, in, in that particular world, um, there would likely be uh, options for people that chose not to pay taxes at all. So the people that are, for instance, on fixed incomes that buy in because they need somewhere to live, like old people that are retired, then... That's just you know too bad if I they don't can't think, afford it. I, I'm not saying that they're good, Ian. I'm okay. not saying property taxes are good. He asked me what are the ways. I that just don't know state... if they're worse than. I don't know if they're better or worse than sales taxes. I I feel like they're both on the same level as far as. Would you say that they're um, that property taxes fact, are better than income tax? I almost feel like property taxes are way. I would pay way more in property taxes than I would in sales tax. I don't think that I spent six. That I accumulated six thousand dollars worth of sales tax. The in property Florida taxes we have now um, are suck. Ridiculously okay? I mean, the, the, the state and local governments are providing things like electricity. What the hell is a government providing electricity for? They're providing water. They're providing um, leaf pickup service. All kinds of crazy things that state and local mm-hmm. governments snow, have managed to snow removal. But, well, I think that snow removal may make some sense. I, you know, it's their road. They need to get things off of it. It could definitely be provided, though. I, I no. think so too. I think that if you if if one day um, the state government, state or local government, said 
we're not going to clean the roads anymore. That um, shortly thereafter, the business people would say, holy crap, nobody's coming. Uh, let's get together a fund real quick. Uh, the the downtown association, we need to get, 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 a, get together a fund to clean the roads off. I think within a week there would be somebody in search of a profit going around offering to do that as yeah. well. I don't think, I, I don't think individuals would be doing it. work with a truck. Yeah, I don't think individuals um, would have to pay for it. It doesn't. It just doesn't make any sense. If you have a downtown business and you need traffic down there, um, you need people walking around, it makes perfectly good sense that you're going to clear the roads downtown and then probably some roads to some uh, major neighborhoods, the major metropolitan areas. Now, if you live far um, you know, in an outlying area, maybe you'd have to you'd do it. But then, so what? Everybody buys a pickup truck, puts a plow on the front. Big deal. It's a hell of a lot cheaper than what we're doing now. There you go. Matt, any other thoughts? Um. Uh, well, that's that's about it. Thanks, Mark. Glad you got your question answered. Thank you for the call. 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Sean in Tennessee. Sean, you're on Free Talk Live with the Free Julia Talkers. Animal. How are you hey, doing? Sean, what's on your mind? Uh, well, i got to thank you guys. Uh, I've been listening to you for a while now, and you've made my life hell. <laughs> How's really? that? How is that? Uh, well, okay, two two ways. First thing, uh, I pick up a newspaper today, and I see a, uh, a story in the newspaper here in Memphis the government, uh, city government of Memphis, has a $80,000 a year, basically, a job. Uh, it is called the executive, uh, oh, wait, I'm sorry, head of the Memphis and Shelby County Music Commission. What does that mean? <laughs> it sounds ridiculous. What do they do? Okay, it is. The executive direct, I'm reading from the paper, executive director's responsibilities include daily operations of the commission. That means there's more of them there. Yeah. <laughs> developing, yeah, developing projects to promote the local music industry and fostering music-related economic My development. Goodness. Now, Memphis is supposed to be touted as one of the, you know, the birthplace of rock and roll, Elvis Presley. Mm-hmm. We have this rich heritage down here, and our government in town still finds it necessary to spend Eighty plus thousand dollars to promote it. My goodness! A couple years amazing. ago, I would have picked up this newspaper article and I would have been like, "Oh, that's fine," and I would have moved on. But now, because <laughs> right. of you people, this just generates all sorts of grief in my life. Right? It does. It, We've it, turned it, you it, into a it cynic. Changes your attitude about things. That's for sure. Well, here's here's the worst part about it. I am what you guys would probably call a bureaucrat. Uh oh. It do- I yes. do. What do you do? I, but I don't think that I'm that's an air terrible. traffic controller. Well, that's now. It's not now. That's one of those bureaucrat jobs that will have a reason to exist in the free market economy. If you've got more thoughts, hang on. I'll bring you back. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. But yeah, once you get into the liberty perspective, it really does adjust how you see the world, especially how you see the government. More on the way. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up anything. The toll-free number for you is 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. Features for free. We've got the archives. An entire year's worth of the show. Front page of the website for your downloaded convenience. Enjoy on us, freetalklive.com. Do you need a new computer but don't seem to have the money or credit to buy one? MyPCCredit.com is your answer. Finance top-quality new computers, laptops, and hundreds of other electronics. There are no credit checks, no turndowns. All you have to be is 18 years or older and have proof of income, and you're approved. Prices start at just $22 a month. Go to MyPCCredit.com and finance your new computer today. That's MyPCCredit.com. 
So let's go back to the phones and back to Sean in Tennessee, who was telling us that uh, since he's begun listening to Free Talk Live, he's become a bit more jaded and cynical Mm -hmm. uh, when it comes to seeing things about governments, whether they be local, state, or federal. And you were giving us a great example of how an article – was it an article or a want ad, uh, like a classified ad? That was an article in the paper. So it was an article uh, about how there's this music commission in Memphis that they're looking to fill a position on, I guess. And talking about position, how it gets $80,000 a year to essentially sit around and supposedly come up with ideas to promote the music scene in Memphis, which seems to me to... I mean, that just tells me, and I'm not a musician, I don't know what the music scene is like. I used to work at a rock station, so that's about as close as I've gotten to it. been to a few concerts in my time, but uh, it seems to me that there's only so many... I mean, there are a whole lot of bands out there, a whole lot of them, and only some of them are going to be able to be helped by this government program, right? So this program essentially is going to help promote some bands at the expense of everybody in the Memphis area. What bothers me about this, a lot of things bother me about this, but if this guy doesn't produce results, it doesn't matter. He's still going to get to keep his job, They're just, or they're go- another person's going to be able to come. This position is not going to go away. How could you even measure results for a job like yeah. this? I mean, what do you do? Well, one of the, I'm sorry. Go ahead. One of the things they talked about was the previous head of the commission. Uh, it's been volunteer for a couple of years. Hmm. Uh, the previous head of the commission uh, was unable to bring the uh, 2004 MTV Music Awards to Memphis, which, of course, probably <laughs> from my point of view, would have just created a traffic jam. Yeah. But uh, it, it, later on in the article, the current chairman of the volunteer panel of course, came out and said, you know, I'm really interested in this job. Yeah, I mean, that's an $80,000 a year pay raise. I I can imagine he would be interested. Hell yeah, and it'd be a government job, too. What kind of music do they promote? Because what if I want them to promote my kind of music, and I live in Memphis? Oh, Memphis is supposed to be the birthplace of the blues and rock and roll and and, and all that stuff. So if you don't listen to that kind of music, then, oh, well, you pay for this guy's salary anyway? Right. We we actually have a pretty good music community here and a good music scene. I enjoy going out on occasion and listening to uh, music. And and we get a lot of uh, headline acts. There's there's good places here to play. But to me, it's a a gimme. Uh, this, This community is supposed to be revered as the birthplace of rock and roll. And uh, there was a big fight, and it, they're still really bitter down here that they lost the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame to Cleveland. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. Well, I, I see it, where I find it strange. Right now, the, Memphis is going to have that history, whether or not this music commission is there operating. People are going to want to come and and you know tour the Elvis stuff that you can tour there. Is, is Graceland there? Or is that somewhere else? Is that Mississippi? Yes. Graceland's here. Uh, B.B. King is basically based here. Right. So people Um, are going to want to come to Memphis anyways, whether or not there's some government bureaucracy out there spending taxpayer dollars in order to supposedly entice people. And, of course, we all know about government and how well they spend other people's money, and that is, of course, not well at all because it's not their money. Obviously, $80,000 on this position. Well, right. Now, that's just the position. Who knows what the budget is for the commission, right? So there's the the top, the, the guy who leads the commission. He's getting $80,000, which means he has probably a budget at his disposal to spend on advertising the region and advertising Memphis and who knows what other 
nonsense. So, really, this is so completely unnecessary. Bands will automatically seek out promoters, and they'll promote themselves. Uh, the, I'm sure the Elvis Museum is doing just fine without the assistance of the city. So all well, they, is, they are. Another, uh, they, they just, I'm sorry, I, I hate to interrupt. No, by all means. Just within the past day or two, um, whatever, whoever does this, they put, put out a list of the uh, the incomes of entertainers, and they also include the incomes of dead entertainers and their estates. And guess who's number one? Elvis Presley. Elvis. Wow. It's just completely so, unnecessary. And, you know, nobody's screaming from the rooftops to get rid of this bureaucracy, unfortunately. It's just one of those other government programs that they've created so many of. Where do you start? I mean, when you're cutting government programs, how do you decide where to start cutting? I think you just have to pick something and, and slash it. And, and this is one of those things that I think could easily go first. Thanks for the call, and uh, thanks for the great example of just total government nonsense, total waste, completely unnecessary. Yeah, it, you know, it seems like the arts are probably the most despicable portion, uh, in, as far as I'm concerned, of where the, the government uh, just wastes money. I have nothing against art. Me uh, either. Nothing but, against music. But uh, What in the world should they be doing to be involved in that? If you're really an artist, you should be doing your art anyway. Yeah. You shouldn't be going to the government for handouts. Absolutely. And I think, Julia, your point is very interesting that, well, who are they going to use these dollars to support? Are they going to spend the, this money to support rock and roll artists and blues artists and country artists? Are they going to leave, uh, for instance, Julia is a big fan of electronic music. So are they going to leave all the uh, the DJs and producers out in the cold? Why, why can't they get a cut of this government cheese, huh? It's just, it's preferential, of course. Government programs benefit the friends of those who are in the program. Mm -hmm. So whoever they like. Well, whatever. Whoever it is, they want to be their friend, then Mm -hmm. they'll spend some money on them, right? Um, So whoever it is that makes up this commission, this board, they've got their buddies, and their buddies might own some bars in town or some performance venues, and of course they will get some free publicity and some extra promotional dollars from the government program, while somebody that owns uh, the bar on the other side of town is not so popular with the commission, they won't see a dime of it. And, and it's just you know, political football. The, the bars that play the kind of music that the commission likes, they're obviously going to, <laughs> to see a lot of benefit from that. Right. The bars that play the kind of com, um, music the commission doesn't like, they're not. And then these programs always, and it's usually with the art programs, we just have never heard of a music program before. It's usually artwork. Typically, they will support offensive art as well, art that is uh, that offends sure. people. And then, of course, they come to the defense by saying, well, it's art, and so we have, to, we have to support it as the art commission. This is our job. It's our duty. But what if I don't want to see it? There's a certain you know, group of people in America that they're just not interested in seeing this stuff, and they are being forced to pay for it. Yeah. So not, they don't have to see it necessarily, but they're being forced to pay for it so other people can see it. That's not right. Or they uh, put regulations in with any new building, you have to you know, have this many square feet of art or whatever. Right. And you know, all that money ends up going to uh, sculptures, sculptors um, right. of, of you know, big, weird sculptures and things like that. You know, and and the people who have art that doesn't handle the weather as well, or something like that. Like I don't know, you make a sculpture out of toothpicks, it's just not going to go as well. It's I, just, I think a lot of this comes from the entitlement mentality. You know, the idea that the, well, it's art and it's valuable, and so we need art. And if we don't have these government programs, then these sculptors won't be able to make any money. Well. I don't know about that. If it's good sculpture, someone will pay for it. Some rich guy that wants a big, big patrons of the art sculpture. As long as there's been art. But if your sculpture sucks, 
or you're just no good at doing it, then you don't deserve an income just because you've decided to be an artist. You don't. I don't care if you went to four years of school to be an artist. You don't deserve an income. You have to work and you have to offer your things in the marketplace. And if somebody thinks they're valuable, then they'll pay for them. Please stop these insane government programs. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free at 800-259-9231. The Sinkle CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Features for free, including all kinds of neat things like the Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies who've sent us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show. Head over to shrine.freetalklive.com. See what that's all about. Shrine.freetalklive.com. Want to pay higher prices for goods and services? Well, you do every time somebody somebody doesn't pay their bills. That's one of the many compelling reasons SACL CAI has been at the cornerstone of collections for more than 35 years. Before you pay higher prices, think whether the business, be it bank, hospital, retail store, or utility, could use some help with their collections to contain costs so that they're not passing it on to you. Tell them to call the dedicated collections experts at SACL CAI for a no-cost, no-obligation proposal. SACL CAI. See their banner at freetalklive.com. Let's go to the phones to the fun, uh, the live Halloween edition of the show. You can call in about anything as always. Still got a whole bunch of Halloween show prep to get to. We haven't even scratched it yet. Uh, we'll talk to John in Winnipeg. John, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. John, Winnipeg, going once. Hey, hey. how's it going, Ian? What's on your mind, John? Well, you know, I'm listening to you guys. It's normal, and, uh, you know, I hate to be the, the bad guy here, but uh, a free market... A free market dreams or pipe dreams without any accountability is totalitarian dictatorship. What do you mean by thing, what do you mean without account accountability? What do you mean? Well, you know, it's hard to find out exactly where to start. I'd like to maybe refer to a couple of positions that Ron Paul has, but essentially to make it really simple, you want the best service possible with the dollars allotted. It's just a really simple thing. The unfortunate thing is that it be, it's an intellectual challenge depending on what issue you're talking about. If you talk about Ron Paul in respect to social security, for example, uh, the one thing he's forgetting to tell you about, or perhaps he doesn't know, is the Bush administration has taken over $700 billion out of those accounts. There are no accounts, people. dude. Pardon me? There are no accounts. I understand you live in Winnipeg, well, so I don't know no, if no. You, you know too much about this, but the way Social Security works is the, the government co- takes money in and spends it immediately. There are no accounts. Right. It's a trust fund. It's a trust no. fund, but the money... They, they trust fund they, presumes they there's say money. There's a trust fund, but there isn't one. They're lying to you. There's no right. Money there. And so, but I mean, right. So, if you wanted a free market system, you want to understand where the money's coming and where it's going. Who the money's put? You know, where the money's going in, into whose pocket? Like, if you look at your healthcare industry, for example. You guys. No, no, no. Say, slow down a second here. Now, the free market would be me choosing, uh, me being able to keep the money I earn, and me deciding how to spend it. There's no system. It's just the free market. I don't understand why you're calling it a system. Well, you have to have a fire department. You have to have police. That's fine. I'll hire fire protection and I'll hire um, protection services if necessary. Well, there's uh, other people that live in your city, though. They can hire uh, those services, too. And if they can't afford it, then they can ask for assistance from uh, local charities that help with that sort of thing. So there'll be different tiers of freedom. People who can't afford freedom don't get freedom. And those who can afford to have have more money. Right. But a, a person who can't afford a private mercenary force. Most people don't need private mercenary forces. 
Most people, don't, most people don't need protection services. All they need are locks on their doors and a gun in their bedroom. Most people don't need that. You know, there are the occasional crimes that happen, in which case an insurance policy would, would be sufficient, and those insurance policies wouldn't have to cost very much because, again, crime doesn't really happen well, that often. It would well, happen less. Okay, well, those insurance policies would be predicated on a, de- a definitive line of some rights being infringed somewhere. So that's what freedom is. You all agree nobody wants to be murdered no matter who you are. Sure. I mean, these are the things you set out. You set out principles that all people would uh, adhere to. Uh, defend yourselves as a free, liberated people. If you have second-tier citizenry or third-tier or whatever, the term citizen uh, you're going to live in a society that's unfair. But I'll get. Uh, well, let me now, just hold give on a second. Example. I've got to correct you because you're, you're using terms all over the place that aren't necessarily accurate. The term citizen presumes an agreement between an individual and a government. Without, uh, when in a free market situation, there would be no citizens. You would just have free individuals operating in the marketplace. Right, under without any rules at all, no rules to be set. Oh, there's plenty of rules. There'd be plenty of rules. I okay, mean, for instance, so, well, that's how you. That's what the government is. How no, who's going to the government. The rules? What now? Who's going to enforce the rules? It no, would no, be no. You, the right? government that's doesn't. Citizen? The government makes rules arbitrarily and enforces them on everyone. In the free marketplace, private property owners can set the rules that they want to. And if you want to go on their private property, you would agree to be bound by those rules. So it'd be a right. completely different well, good- situation. Right, right. Okay, so good rules would stand strong for good reason. If somebody puts in a bad law, you as a democratic voice in that government should be able to defeat it. You should be able to say, listen, this is unfair, this law. So good laws stand strong for good reason. When you have a government that doesn't uphold those principles, it's your responsibility as a citizen to go, wait a second, I need evidence to form my guilty verdict. Because if if we don't use evidence... The bad guys are going to actually get away. How is that you know, it's working as simple now? As that. So if you say if you say the government is is bad, it's only bad because you haven't held them to account to say, listen, you have to obey uh, our basic principles that no person would disagree to. How's that if you going? Want freedom. Yeah. How, how is that going? Well, it's going pretty good. It depends. A lot what of people are, you are talking dead. About? No, really? A lot of people are. A lot of people have died. But there are a lot of people that say, you know, if you want to defend Americans from being, you know, murdered. You want to arrest those who committed 9-11. And according to the FBI, it's General Ahmad. Now, you might say, I'm a libertarian. How did you spin this into a 9-11 call? No, no, no. It's accountability, I'm saying. <laughs> listen, you were, I'm answering your question. You were saying, uh, listen, I'm just answering what you said. Uh, and in your position as a libertarian, you would go, no, I'm too terrified to defend myself as a citizen what? in this government. What are but you talking about, dude? In freedom, You're babbling nonsense at this freedom, point. Goes, I want to support honorable officers who do their jobs to the best of our abilities to defend ourselves. But that a libertarian goes, it's all bad. I'm terrified because welfare mothers are art students. And if you think about how much waste comes out of the government, uh, it's very little to do with artists and everything to do with uh, South African death squad goons that aren't. There's you know, waste no all contracts. over the place, dude. There's waste no in foreign contracts. aid. There's waste in art. There's it's government. They waste. They're inefficient. Yeah, so They're stupid. Grab them and go, listen, you're, you're, How in, is in, that in working effect? out now? What, what do you mean by that, Julia? I don't well, understand. He keeps talking about accountability, and we've got to hold the government accountable. Uh, but Democracy. the government has made it clear that they don't care what we right. think. The government's been efficient, inefe- inefficient the whole time. Our government, your government, all the governments, they're all inefficient. I know, Mark. We can elect Mark. Republicans. That will solve the... Pr- oh, no, wait. That didn't work. We can Mark. elect the Democrat. No. 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 Mark. Shoot. Yes, sir. Mark. Mm, listening. Are you there? I am. Absolutely. Oh, Mark. Well, you were saying it's all bad. Well, that's... A re- I, and all due respect to you. You know, I like your guys' show. You take calls. Well, that's now, wait a minute. Go- Mark, Mark likes wait, some wait, government, wait. okay? He doesn't think it's all bad. Mark? Yes, sir. 
You just said that it's all bad. Well, that's a reflection no, of yourself because, of course, there are good people in government. No, I said it was inefficient. Now you're twisting. I was going to no, let no, you get away no, with I'm, that. I'm no, yes, you absolutely you are. The terminology I used was inefficient. I didn't right. say they're bad. But I'm not good people can be. I get. But I'm not an inefficient. I get directly to who's responsible for the criminal act. I tell you specifically $700 billion is out of the account. I'm not being inefficient. I'm what being really good What the hell really are you talking about? Are you a government <laughs> bureaucrat? No, I'm a defender of freedom and liberty for all people. Right. All We're people talking about – you don't sound like you're defending freedom. It sounds like you're defending the state to me. But Mark is saying that government is inefficient, not you, sir. He's not making an attack but on you. how could I – I'm defending the state from criminality. There are people in the state that have murdered The state Americans. is inherently criminal, sir. Right. You, what no, you have the done state out isn't there... inherently criminal. Is Kucinich criminal? Uh, look, it, it, it's absolutely yes. uh, any of those other good guys What you've criminal? done is you've taken a, um, a, an it's item, that you, you've taken something that's so valuable to a criminal, and that is power, and you've put it out there and said, here, only good people should come and use this power. Of course no. you're going to attract criminals. Not, well, I don't understand what you're saying. Me, All yeah. people are not inherently corrupt. No, I'm not no, saying no they are. That. But Absolutely not. And... You're the good guy. You're not an elected official. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because you wouldn't oh, be, your time power, wouldn't be wasted no, but I have with just it. just as much rights as Bush does. In fact, I have more rights than Bush does. Bush uh, demanded... Uh, have you... I have more rights than your president does. Have you tried baffled, to get baffled. into an elected position? Have you actually tried to get into office? Do you have any uh, idea well, what it's, it's like? I'm not running for office. I'm talking about freedoms that all people share equally. You don't want to be murdered. Wouldn't you support the arrest of those who did 9 11? Let's apparently? jump back. Let's jump back. Why are you bringing up 9 11? Yeah, I want to talk about 9 11. It's so boring. No, it doesn't matter about 9 11. That's just an example. Talk about Social Look, Security. Talk let's about jump the back Federal because Reserve. you disagreed with a fundamental point. You disagreed with a fundamental point. And I, I made the claim that government is criminal by its nature. You disagreed with that. You, you spun that into me saying that all people in government are criminal. That's not what I'm saying. No, Mark. I was quoting Mark. But Mark, Mark didn't say that. You haven't accurately quoted anyone on this show. Uh, Thanks for the call. Get out of here. 800-259-9231. Wow. I'll explain. We need to talk about this because people obviously don't get it. Why is government by its nature a criminal organization? Well, it's because it uses force like violent criminals do. We'll explain. This is Free Talk Live. Talk Live. You can bring up anything. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com where the features are totally free. And if you like the show, you want to help support Free Talk Live, go bid on the banner. The second banner on our website is available for auction right now. I looked last night. I haven't looked today. But last night it was at 60 bucks. So you get the top, almost the top, second from the top banner on our website, site-wide, for an entire month if you win the auction. And you can advertise virtually anything, whether it's your business or favorite, uh, I don't know, Ron Paul or some organization you want to uh, promote, whatever, your favorite band. You can advertise it if you win. Auction.freetalklive.com to place your bid. That's auction.freetalklive.com. Now, we just got off the phone with a bit of a confusing call from John in Winnipeg. And I'm sure there's things we would agree with John on, but we certainly didn't agree with with him much on that call. I didn't really I, understand. Yeah, I honestly had a lot of trouble understanding. He was jumping from one point to another right. and just sort of trying to to burn well, all we would of try this to out. Make, we would try to make a counterpoint to 
some of his misinformation, and he would just sort of move on into another uh, subtopic. And I really wanted to make what I thought was one of the more important points, and that was uh, to to point out that the nature of government is inherently criminal. Because government is the only organization out there besides other criminal gangs, like the mafia. I think that it's really important to point out when you say things like that, that it's not the people in government, it's the system of government in by its nature. Correct. The nature of government is criminal, not the individuals. Though there are some criminals yeah, in government, too. Okay, let's be clear. Um, it's the fact that government can use force to achieve its ends that makes them criminal. See, if I decided that I wanted to go and smash John in Winnipeg's head in tonight, then that would be wrong. I mean, who would disagree with that? I would right? agree that that's very wrong. It's wrong. Now, what if we took a vote here? In uh, There are three people in the studio. We'll easily have a majority, whichever way it goes. What if we voted and two of the three people, heck, three of the three, what if a majority of the people in the studio decided that I should be able to go and smash John's head in? Would that make it okay? What if you voted, brought John into the picture and it's voted? It's democracy, dude. It's what the people and, and want. And then he got to right. vote. He should have a vote. You're the, right. You know, the three, the, you know, so it was three to one. Yeah. Would that be okay? That, no. No. Then we'd all be criminals. Now, we live the in a city. We live in a city of 20, about 25,000 people. What if there was a vote and John happened to live here in Keene, New Hampshire, and on the ballot it said, you know, will should Ian be able to smash John's head in without any sort of uh, trouble? You know, I wouldn't get arrested or anything like that. It's the will of the people, right? We want to find out what the will of the people is. And overwhelmingly, 75% of the people come out and vote that I should be able to smash John's head in. Is that okay at that point? It's not I'm, okay. It wouldn't be okay if they voted to take all John's money away. What if it was at a national level? What if it was everyone in the country voting on this? What if three? What if 299 million people out of 300 million decided that they wanted to see John's head smashed in in the public square? Okay? Nope. Everything okay there? No. So what's wrong with... Uh, what, where's the disconnect? Why is it that people can understand that? but not understand how government itself is a, a, a violent, dangerous organization. Well, I think that um, a lot of people say, well, that's just extreme. Well, it I is mean, extreme, no, and but it is. And it, if, if you pare it down a little bit, what if we just voted to take all of John's money rather than smash his head in? Well, that'd be wrong, too, or to take all of his money. Or what if we voted to say what sort of things he should be able to put in his body? Or, but what, what if we voted only to take 30% of the money that he earned on an annual basis? Would that be wrong? No, it'd be income tax. Right. You know, and and some somehow suddenly when you take a, a lesser percentage of somebody's money, it's okay. See, the problem with government is that it does its business, whatever it's doing. It does business at the point of a gun. And Mao Zedong said it best, or Mao Zedong. He he said it best. Uh, he said that political power grows from the barrel of a gun. And I'm sorry, I don't care what your end is. I don't care if it's smashing someone's head in or you know getting somebody's Beating grandmother, getting somebody's grandfather a heart implant. I don't care what the end is. The means is the problem. If your means to the end is to threaten people, to take their house away if they don't give you money, or to take their freedom away if they don't give you money, to, to fund whatever it is you want to fund, that's the problem. The problem is the force. The problem is the threat of force. And that's what government employs to do its business. Every day, every government, everywhere. Okay, That's why they're governments. If they didn't use force, they would just be they would just be an organization in the marketplace offering their products and services on a voluntary basis, just like ninety eight percent of every you know every everyone else in the world does. I'm presuming there are two percent bureaucrats. Actually, I know they're more than that. It's probably like ten percent. 
maybe more in California. Not sure. But do you see my point? It's very, it's very clear to me and many of the people listening to this show, and hopefully it'll become clear to people like John over time when they can understand this, this is a truth about government. It is force. And using force on your friends and neighbors and family is wrong. Do you disagree? 800-259-9231. We continue with the phone calls. You bring up anything to Charles in Ohio. You're on Free Talk Live, Charles. Charles, going once in Ohio. Charles, going twice. Ohio. Hello, Charles. What's on your mind? Uh, actually, I'm on Ohio, not in Ohio. Sounds like a good show tonight. <laughs> okay. What's on your mind, um, Just wanted to uh, – I've got a couple comments. I, uh, I'd like to offer a question first, though. It seems that uh, um, mm-hmm. most people seem to think that uh, – well, mm-hmm. uh, regarding so, your last uh, conversation, our yeah. – we live in a republic, a representative republic. Mm-hmm. So they so they claim, yes. So they claim, and uh, I agree with your other caller earlier that uh, uh, government isn't uh, government by the people anyway is not uh, inherently criminal. But certainly, the government we now have is. It has wait, wait a minute. Did we? Not, did you not hear the the whole segment preceding us taking your phone call? Yeah, I heard that. What is it about the people that makes? Doing using force on others, okay? Because people want nothing, different absolutely things. Absolutely nothing. But a representative republic is not a democracy. There's a distinction there. There's a distinction amongst conservatives, I think, that um, somehow you know that, that because we have rights protected, that a, what a republic is. But the terminology, you're really it, it means the same thing. One's Latin, one's Greek. One means by the people, and one means of the people. Same yeah, thing. You're right. Um, and our our government has certainly usurped their uh, the the laws that have been designed to right. retain to as as governments are going their, to do. You know that's that's what yeah. they're going to do. They're going to try to gain more and more power because government is power. Do you see? But I, okay, yes, this government is far gone beyond its original boundaries set for it by the Constitution. But even if it were still adhering to the Constitution, that wouldn't change the fact that it's a government and therefore it's using force on people. It, it, certainly, if it were constitutional, it would be using less force on less people. That much is true. But it would still be using force, and that's not right. Any way Absolutely. you slice it. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Uh, sure. Do you think that because um, we we all know that we've had the wool pulled over our eyes many times by our government, mm-hmm. and that uh, we've been deceived for many years about many things, isn't it possible that we continue to be deceived about some things that we have not yet awakened to? Of course, that it we is. Are not yet aware of. Sure. Absolutely. Okay. Isn't it possible then that uh, we're putting our eggs in the wrong basket? What do you mean? Well. I'm referring to the Constitution itself. Is the Constitution really for we, the people of the United States, as far as the sovereign states, or is it we, the people that signed the Constitution and that are, in fact, members of the U.S. Army, not the U.S., uh, not the sovereign states of the U.S.? It's an excellent question, and uh, I would have to say that the Constitution could only apply to those who signed it. I mean, after all, uh, c- contract law is pretty important to, you know, or the, the concept of contracts under common law are pretty important in America, and you can't be held to um, be obligated to do something if you've never explicitly agreed to do so. And the only people that agreed to the Constitution were the people that signed it. So I think that that's certainly an interesting point. Well, I'm, I'm really glad to hear you say that. 
Thanks for the call. We appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. Julia, you look confused. No? Okay. You know, um, I see your point on the Constitution. I think that uh, if if the government stayed within constitutional bounds, uh, people like you that say that, you know, the government is entirely criminal, um, you know, that, that, that the government has no place, that... You would have been mar- so. You'd be so marginal. Um, you likely would have never gotten come in your life to the point where you are. Um, sure, you I'd be been, doing something else. You would have been marginalized. People wouldn't uh, believe. You know, wouldn't even listen to what you're saying. But the fact is, there's lots of people out there like just like you that don't believe government has any validity whatsoever. And the reason for that is because this government has just gotten too big and too invasive. It's true. It started out as a as a small, constitutionally sized government, but look what's happened. It's yeah. only taken 200 years. Exactly, which is why we need to get back to the constitutionally sized government and then figure out ways that the Constitution, you know, start talking about how the Constitution might have been wrong on some things and giving the government too much power and too much scope over our lives. And then let's see if we can pare it down from there. Let's go to constitutional government like Ron Paul wants to and then see, well, do we really need this whole federal government thing in the first place? Mm, nah. Do we really need state governments? No, not really. Do we really need local governments? Good question. More on the way. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You're launching in hour number three of the program. It is a live Halloween edition of the show. What does that mean? Well, we're doing a show. I wish we would talk about Halloween. I know. We, you know, I should have started the show with it, but I figured, oh, it's Halloween. We don't usually get very many calls on Halloween, so we'll have plenty of time later. And, well, we're getting lots of calls this Halloween. So if we don't get to it, we can talk about Hell Houses tomorrow night if necessary. But uh, still a full hour to go, and hopefully we will have a chance to get to some of our Halloween prep. But this is the show about your calls, and we will go back to the phones here. 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. As we continue, uh, let's talk to Mark in Missouri. Mark, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Julia, and Mark. Hello? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Hey, I'm just going to, you want a spooky Halloween? (laughs) How about we ask the people, uh, what are they going to do when the rise of the military-industrial complex that Eisenhower warned us about comes crashing down around us. When you say crashing down, what, what do you mean? What's going to happen? I mean, uh, well, it's so much oppression and depression and suppression from the outside. We have a hard time dealing with life, and our anxieties keep killing us. You know, they keep trying to keep wanting to do the best thing for the people. But uh, how hard is it when they make so many piles of uh, laws that, you know, weigh 374 pounds or so? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, half a million words. One and a half million words. How do we have time to catch up with this? There's sort of thing? no way. There's no way. I mean, they don't even read the laws they pass. They don't well, read them. How can they expect any of us to read them? It's it's absolutely absurd. And I would argue absolutely. that it's already crashing down. It's just that no one has figured it out yet. I mean, you can see it in the fall of the dollar. You can see it in the fall of the housing market. Uh, you can see it all over the place. When they come through, roll in with tanks to take your guns to ask for, hey, you got any food and all this supplies? Oh, you must be, you know warned about this stuff, you must be maybe informed. What are you going to do then? What are they going to do then? They're going to have a real happy Halloween when they figure out that, oh, it has been a lot of rules and regulations. They haven't had enough time to read and go back through because uh, we haven't had enough time to catch up to it because they're so busy with it. There's so many different you know, ways that they come about bringing it around down around us. 
Well, we know that uh, the government continues to increase their presence in our lives and the money that they take from us. And, uh, you know, they're certainly, I mean, physically, as far as surrounding us, they, they have the ability now to use the military for policing actions in America. And it has even been suggested that um, since the military is so spread uh, spread throughout the world and not necessarily here in America that if indeed it comes time to use the military for some sort of policing action whether it be cleaning up after a hurricane or whatever the disaster is they I'll might have more executive orders than all the other presidents combined that I don't know that may be or may not be true but either way executive all orders are kind of bad read. news thank you for the call we appreciate you, hearing sir. from you but my point here is this, this was speculated on the Lou Rockwell uh, LouRockwell.com the other day and the idea is that, well, okay, so we now know that the military can be used for policing purposes in America. It essentially, George Bush has paved the way for a military police state right here in America. It's true. The Military Commissions Act, the Defense Authorization Act, 2006 and 2007, it's all there. They've essentially um, abolished the Posse Comitatus Act of, of the late 1800s, which prohibited uh, prohibited the military's use for policing purposes. Now it's right. allowed. But what if the military isn't available? What happens if they decide to, say, bring in Blackwater to do that particular job? Well, the military is busy over in Iran and Iraq, so we've got a problem here with these fires in California. We're going to hire Blackwater to come in there and pass out bread and water and whatever, keep people out of the, the flame Got to stop the looting. Yeah, what happens then? And and what's the accountability? I mean, there's very little accountability with government bureaucrats, as is. What happens when Blackwater comes in and starts shouting orders? God, I don't know. Kind of a scary idea. Just figured I'd throw that one out there. 800-259-9231. Let's go to Dale in New Hampshire on the Amplifier line. Dale, what's on your mind tonight? Hey, guys. Hey. Um, I, uh, I know you guys have talked about Lauren a couple of times, but I'm interested in the phenomenon that's going on, and maybe you address this a little bit, too, but what's going on between... Well, sort of the separation between the work within the system, FS peers, versus the people like Lauren and Russell and, and, and maybe you a little bit and me, uh, the, who are more interested in acts of civil disobedience and educating people about the, uh, the nature of government and things well, like now, that. Well, now, is there a separation? And, I don't know. Well, I, I didn't think so. I, I always thought of the, I thought of everyone as my allies, you know. I'm like, well, they're doing their thing. I don't know if it'll work or not, but I'm glad to have them, you know. And but now there's like a actually a pretty extensive thread on the board where someone was so upset about Lauren and the image that uh, she's portraying, you know, sort of presumably people are going to jump to conclusions about the FSP because of things like what Lauren's doing. And they're so worried about how it's going to affect their image, you know, because they're part of the FSP, too, and they don't believe in things with her. Well, let me ask but you this, Dale. they're terrified that people are going to get the wrong impression of them because of that. L- l- let me ask you this. Um, let's think about, uh, you know, you've met a few people in the FSP or probably, um, you know, sort of my side of the uh, the aisle from, from Ian. You know, they're maybe Republicans. The small government guys. Want to see, you know, sure. smaller government, want to see lower taxes. They really believe in it, but they're, you know, just kind of small government guys. Do you think that uh, if they see, um, you know, in the news or something like that, I believe Lauren's gotten uh, four news, major news articles out of this? Major, something if you like count. that. I mean, yeah, major in New Hampshire. <laughs> yeah. She's gotten some attention over this. Um, so say you're watching the Free State Project. Now, I remember, I made a lot of calls for the Free State Project during the first 1,000. I talked to a lot of these people. And there's, a, there's quite a few of them that are signed up that are sort of on my side of the aisle. When they see news stories like... Lauren, what do you think they think? Uh, well, I, I, I hope if they're 
educated liberty people, then they they realize that she's one person and that she's doing her thing. And 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 I would think I don't know. Maybe it's my only my only thing that I'm, I'm pretty involved, and so I read up on the forums. I meet lots of different people, and I know there are a lot of different people in the Free State Project that have different belief systems uh, about government. And so I guess to me it seems. I don't jump to conclusions about people because of something like that. I think that those people you're talking about, Mark, the the people that are watching the Free State Project, I think that they need to put the blame where it belongs, and that is on the media for miscommunicating. It's the media that's that's making the claim that all free staters support civil disobedience and all free staters are like Lauren Canario, which is obviously not true, and anybody that's paying attention to the Free State Project knows it. So, I I mean, I understand. If If you know anything about the media, you know they misrepresent. You know they get yeah. facts wrong, and you know that they sort of blow things out of proportion. What's the, the big deal? I was the first one to call in when I saw them say that uh, free staters don't believe they should have to pay taxes or get a driver's license or a registration. Well, that describes me, actually. But I know it doesn't describe all free staters, and I was the first one to call that woman, leave a message on her saying, you need to get in contact with Jason Thorne if you're going to make statements about the Free State Project, because that's just not an accurate statement. But what bothers me so much is that people are getting so upset that they expect us to change our behavior or to, you know, quiet down and calm down and do, the, you know, and just for their image, you know, because someone's gonna 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 prejudge them based on what a few people are doing, and that to me is is not a freedom-minded person. I mean, I someone see- in fact today got so upset that in order to convince people that we're actually causing less people to sign up, they made the claim that they. They put in like a whole bunch of fake email addresses for the first 1,000. So they actually admitted to being fraudulent, like fraudulently Look, trying I, to the We went over the first 1,000 with a, with a fine tooth comb. Yeah. Oh, made... He's been caught in a lie, but he was so desperate. I mean, it was okay, a lie. I mean, yeah, got, that's, that's they, a lie. Know, they found those and got rid of them, uh, and, and he's got, he got caught in it. And he is, but he is so, I mean, that's how desperate he is to try and, and he's, it's like this. It's almost a temper tantrum to get people to change their behavior because they're so worried about how it's going to affect their image, you know? What I think is interesting about the claim that you just made a few minutes ago, you said something about how um, people say that the Free State, people aren't signing up for the Free State Project because of these five individuals in New Hampshire who are doing that. And that's silly. The Free State Project, the numbers have been stagnant. For two years now, I mean, I, I, I don't think it's all is. because of Russell Canning. Yeah, I don't think I'm that it sorry. is entirely it's silly. Not, it but is silly. No, the numbers are not much higher than two years ago when the, I found out about the Free State Project, and none of them were here doing anything yet. The original, the the original, um, the the. the root of the problem is is that the Free State Project has taken longer than it would it it, it could have or should I have or whatever. I think it's because it's too bureaucratic, personally. And it, I, I, in the know, way it's run, I know that there's. I, there's definitely ways that uh, you know it could have been run differently and and all that other stuff. Um, I don't think that this you know the, that the uh, Russells and the Laurens are going to ruin the Free State Project or anything like that. I do think that uh, the, that some of the civil disobedience stuff that gets all the press, unlike the vast majority of Free State Project members that are here, I do think that that turns off some people that would that are likely already Boo-hoo. signed up. You know what, Dale, Dale, hang on. Well, let's keep talking about this because it's an important issue. We're on the air every night talking about the Free State Project. We asked people to come and, and join up, and maybe I want to hear from you as well. Do you agree? Are these civil disobedience people ruining it? This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Toll free, 800-259-9231. The Sickle CAI toll free line. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. 
And Mark, join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, completely free. So enjoy those on us, including the live streams, broadband version of the show, dial-up version as well, both completely free, freetalklive.com. Your mattress was likely manufactured using all kinds of disturbing chemicals. Does this bother you? Well, it bothers some scientists, especially in the case of young children. Savvy Rest mattresses are made of 100% natural latex rubber, organic wool, and organic cotton. Try their crib mattresses, too. SavvyRest.com for the sleep you've been dreaming of. All right, 800-259-9231. We're talking about the Free State Project. We we mention it every single night on this show. Number one, because we're members and we have moved to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project as uh, some early movers. But number two, because they are a sponsor of the show. And three, we just like to promote the Free State Project because we think it's a great idea. Mm-hmm. And the idea is to move 20,000 liberty-loving Americans and people from around the world, people that love liberty, move them all to the same place so they can be activists for liberty. Now, what being an activist means, well, is different depending on who you're talking to. Um, There can be activists that are very visible, people that are very publicly known, like Mark and myself, for instance, do a radio show. I wouldn't go very publicly There can be people, you have your own TV show. And so there can be the visible style activists, there can be the behind the scenes activists, the people that are putting together the websites, the people that are folding envelopes, and I do that sort of stuff too. Uh, Julia and I have cut up a whole bunch of brochures and we've been walking around delivering them to houses for her political campaign here. And that's the other thing, there's different brands of activism, there's political activism, the people that work within the system to try to change the system from within. Then there's also the civil disobedience crowd, the people that... Their goal is to show how the state is inherently a violent organization, as we were talking about earlier in the show, by breaking some silly laws and having the state come down hard on them, like like Gandhi did, essentially, this sort of nonviolent resistance. It's a nonviolent movement mm-hmm. on both sides, the political and the civil disobedience side. But Dale is on the line with us on the amplifier line. And Dale, you're, you're calling tonight because you're concerned about some of the controversy that's erupted recently. Specifically on the Free Talk Live BBS and uh, and in other forums as well, over the the nature of some of the activists that have moved as early movers to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, and and how upset some people are getting. Some people they really don't like the civil disobedience crowd, and they want to try to distance themselves from them as much as possible. And and that's well, fine. You can do yeah, that. Yeah, I agree. It's totally fine. I think that what bothers me is that is that we are. Uh, in a, many ways, being held responsible. It's like it's our responsibility to distance ourselves from them. When and when it's like you know, to me, it's like they're almost whining because we are getting a lot of attention, which is sure. the point. You know, and I say we because I support those people. I support Lauren one hundred percent. Me too. I am absolutely in the same part with her, and I and uh, you know, I don't have the courage to do what she's doing right now. So I am doing whatever I can. Bring attention to what she's doing. If it, if no, if it doesn't get any attention, there's no point. Right. Got, you got, like you said, she's already gotten four articles or so written about her. There's a lot of buzz. People are talking about it. Some people don't don't get it, uh, but but some do. You know, maybe even if a majority of people don't get it, they're still talking about it and they're thinking about things that they never thought about before. Absolutely. And it's not about driver's license and registration. It's about something going deeper. Like you said, it's a silly little thing, but look what's happening because of it. Look at how look at how. Um, look at they have to bend over backwards to protect their 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 image of authority. You know that image of authority is so fragile, and she is challenging that. 
And that's why they're coming down on her so hard. By the way, a lot of this is, you know, a lot of this is it really should be attributed to forum drama more so than anything else. I don't know if there (laughs) really is a a, an overarching discussion going on outside of of Internet forums. But either way, the the point of these uh, critics is that. The point of the critics is, well, these civil disobedience people, they're scaring off good small government folk. They're scaring off the minarchists, the people that want to work within the system. I don't know if that is or isn't true, but even if it is true, it's sort of like when people critique me from, for doing something on the show or bringing up a topic. I didn't like that topic. It was boring. Well, okay, I got an email from somebody else that said they loved it. So what do you want me to do? We can't make everybody happy. So even if there are some people that have dropped out of the Free State Project because of Lauren Canario and the, the other civil disobedience activists, there are probably an equal number of people that have signed up as a result. And we know that these people are excited about it. They've called our show and said, man, thank you so much for talking about the civil disobedience. That's what's exciting. Exciting me. It's not yeah. the fact that people are going and getting elected. Okay, great. That's fine. Go and do that. But the fact that people are actually disobeying and just saying no to government, that's exciting people out there. So either way, I think it's probably a wash. Whatever happens, I think it, there's probably nothing negligibly changing about the numbers of people signing up for this, and, this movement. You know, uh, the, the, yeah. the, the contrary point to what uh, Ian, not the contrary point, but uh, at a supporting point to what Ian's saying is, you know the small government people need um, need to step up. Step up. And yep. They need to show that, some stuff. That was what I was going to end with. Is is that you know they're trying to put the responsibility on us to distance ourselves from them. I'd like to see. You know, again, I think we've had a lot of success. I think what they need to do is they need to sh- prove themselves and do something visible within the system. Get some success and 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 clearly separate. You know. Create their own image. Now, I think they've been doing that. Now, I think that they have been doing that. The ones that are here in New Hampshire, there has been elections. People have have won offices here in New Hampshire that have moved as part Mm -hmm. of the Free State Project. I think we need to divide the small government camp into two groups. There are those who have made the move and are putting it on the line and are doing things and creating ideas and creating groups and concepts and running elections and that sort of thing. There are those who are the doers, and then there are those who are the critics on the Internet forums. I think that's yeah. what we're talking about here. Maybe the critics... they're just not vocal enough or not loud enough or not getting enough attention about it. But you're right. They are getting some successes, and they think it's just an issue of promoting it well and you know creating the image for themselves that they want. And, and you know? it's the system. So success in the system takes time. You know, They have to build the networks. They have to build the structure in order to run these candidates for office and then win. It takes two years. You have to be here in New Hampshire, living here for two years before you can run as a representative. Most of the early movers haven't quite qualified for that. So I think we're going to see more action in 2008, even more in 2010. So the, the people in the system are going to have some success, and they already have. They'll have more. It's just that it's going to take them more time to build that up. And I think that most people understand there's different aspects to this movement. And if they don't get it and they want to be upset and huffy about it, that's fine. You can go ahead and complain on the internet forums all you want. Here in New Hampshire, we'll be on the ground doing the real activism, whether it be civil disobedience or whether it be in the system. We're the ones doing the work. All you guys are a bunch of critics. Thanks for the call, Dale. We appreciate it. Great points. 800-259-9231. Anybody with access to the Internet is instantly a critic. Whoop-de-flippin'-doo. You know, um, you and I, we... We sort of embody some of the, these different uh, the different attitudes amongst the, the people in the Free State Project. Mm-hmm. Um, you take the you know no government uh, civil dif- disobedience line, and I take the small government uh, work within the system line. I'd like to say at the same point in time that Ian has been a humongous help on my campaign, so he does help in the political realm. Sure, sure, realm. He, he he does that, but he you know right. he, uh, so he his, his heart support. lies in the um you know the, the civil dis- disobedience. I'm he jaded really towards that. politics. Jaded. So but, am I. You know um you. 
we we both do things. You got, uh, you know, you've gone out and done um, some civil disobedience stuff. I'm sure you can probably t- uh, teach. I don't do civil disobedience. I just videotape it. Okay, well, you, you go there to these protests and that kind of thing, and um, I've I've seen you out uh, doing outreaches and and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, and I um. I, I worked very hard on getting the first 1,000 uh, pr- project to uh, work. You know, we different free staters are going to work in different ways, and I think that we're all coming to the, the right place. And if, if we leave this alone, don't let it uh, divide us, then we'll be better off. I don't think we are letting it divide us. I think what this is is a bunch of critics out there in the Internet land saying, well, I was going to come to New Hampshire, but now I'm scared off by all these civil disobedience I think it's somebody folks. who's frustrated. I, I, that's what I think. Yeah, well, they need to get over it. Either get here and do something or sit there and keep complaining. Those are their choices. More on the way. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live, your show, you bring up what's on your mind, toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com, where the features are completely free. Uh, so do enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. Features include, by the way, the updates. You can get signed up. We'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something fresh to announce about the show. You know, first, if you're on the list at updates.freetalklive.com. And now you can save time and money on common legal matters. Created by top attorneys, LegalZoom.com helps you create reliable legal documents like your will or living trust in minutes. LegalZoom.com. Use code FTL to save 10%. That's LegalZoom.com. Com. As we continue with the phone calls, let's go to Rob in Georgia. You're on Free Talk Live, Rob. Hey. Hey, you're on the yeah. amplifier line. What's up? Well, I was, uh, you know, handing out candy to all the neighborhood kids, and, of course, uh, a group of teenagers came by, <laughs> as uh, Marcus had that, that issue, and, of course, they were dressed in full costume as high school students. <laughs> and... Uh, they were full costume, like these were good costumes. No, no, no. Really? No, high oh, school students. They were students. Full, full costumes as high school students. As I'm sorry. high school students, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like, uh, you know, back uh, when we were in college, some of my friends and I, who were all black, of course, said that we go out in our regular clothes dressed as black street thugs. <laughs> and it was the same kind of idea. I mean, yeah. it's like, I'm like, there was no thought whatsoever. So, and of course, that does make me feel kind of down, kind of like uh, Mark. I guess if I was just doing the thing and didn't really care, it really wouldn't bother me. But uh, definitely, you know, if you've gone to the effort to actually buy all this candy and stuff, you want to, you know, see the kids, you know, kind of light, lit up faces type stuff. Where, you know, sure. you got these sort of jaded teenagers. All right, come on, give me the candy, that kind of thing. Right, it's right. Like, uh, it, it, it reminds me, actually, it sort of relates to one of the things when I, on Saturday show when you guys were talking about the, the girls dressed kind of fluttily and stuff. And one of the callers brought up uh, a comedian's act talking about uh, you uh, wearing a whore's uniform. Uh, that was actually Dave Chappelle. I remember that a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of, in my mind, when you start dealing with someone who is obviously to take care of themselves and, you know, they look like they have some sort of sound mind, going and asking someone for free stuff, that doesn't necessarily make you a loser, but it's loser-ish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that that's the big thing for me. Well, it's like, it's just... Uh, 
You know, I have something else to do. The the um, it it seems to me that when you know somebody gets dressed up, they've invested in the um the the holiday of uh, of Halloween, and mm-hmm. then I've bought the candy and I've done a little decorating. I've invested in in the uh, the holiday of Halloween. Right. You know, we can get together and share and um, you know, whatever in the holiday of the ho- of Halloween. Now, when I invest in candy and and decorations at my house and. They don't invest anything, but they say, hey, you know, today's a good day to walk around and ask for candy. You know, they're just a bum. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly the sort of feeling again. It's like, <laughs> and, you know, I think that, I mean, no one really likes to be around someone who, who gives off the uh, the whiff of failure. And <laughs> asking people for stuff just out of the blue, it gives you that aroma. Yes. <laughs> well, no one except other people like that, which is why they travel in packs. <laughs> Yeah, so that was that was kind of my thought about it, but uh, yeah, we only had one one raving pack of uh, teenagers, though there were there were only four. What so. did, did you turn them away? What how did you deal uh, with them? I mean, we had we had we had a surplus. Uh huh. You know, yeah, what else are you gonna do? Appeasement. Yeah. So, so. That's appeasement, yeah, sir. <laughs> but you don't want them to do something to your house. Right. I mean, it's, That's why it's you appease one, them. One piece of candy. And, and, and the, really, it's the teenagers that uh, aren't uh, doing a very good job of dressing up. Those are the ones that, that got the, the holiday rolling with the candy anyway. They did the whole extortion tactic um, in the beginning. It's like, you know, you give us candy or we're going to toilet paper your house mm-hmm. and soap your windows or whatever it is that they're going to do. So they're the ones uh, that, that, that really, they, they gave Halloween legs. And yeah. now, it, now we hate them for it. You know, <laughs> I don't think anyone ever liked them. Rob, thanks for the call, man. We appreciate yep. it. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. All right, so Halloween stories. Not a lot of time for them, but uh, there's, these stories are happening all over America, the sex offender stories. I found at least three of them, and there was a whole list of other ones that I didn't even have a chance to even glance at. Here's one example of what's going on. This from News Channel 7, WSPA, uh, apparently, I believe this is, yes, South Carolina. Sex offenders on probation in Anderson County are spending their Halloween night in a local auditorium. They checked in at 5 p.m. and are required to stay until 10.30 p.m. or risk violation of probation charges. It took place at the Office of Probation and Parole. The director says there are 88 offenders in all, eight are at work, and there are six who are handicapped and can't come to the auditorium. In those cases, the authorities are going to them. The probation office is working. Uh, th- those, those sex offenders that, on, uh, that are on probation can't have any decorations. They cannot give out candy, nor are they even allowed to have a light on in their house. In fact, in other articles, it has it points out that you cannot be seen as possibly being home. If you are seen as possibly being home on Halloween evening as a, as a sex offender, you will be rearrested. Now this VOP. Has, this has a sort of an air of um, legitimacy around it, like oh, sex offenders, kids, the kids safe, you right? know, whatever. Then that kind of makes some sense, but it then you got to break it down. Most sex offenders had nothing to do with children now, at all. Now, most of them are being targeted as children crimes, okay? The, the ones that the sheriffs are checking okay. out, the houses they're checking out are, are well, it's different places uh, have different rules, and, right. uh, you know, it's, it's certainly not uh, across the board... Uh, you know, fair and well, equitable. they only have so many sheriffs, so it's likely they're going to focus on that pretty much everywhere. But at the same time, doesn't this say that? First off, um, your kids—they're going to a door. Um, 
if your kids aren't old enough to know, you know, don't walk into a stranger's house or, or whatever, mm-hmm. should you, shouldn't you be standing on the sidewalk at least looking at that door? Yeah, you should at least be with, with them, yes. So, once again, the state has taken over the role of parenting your child for you. Because I, maybe there are out there parents that don't walk around with their kids. Or My don't... mom walked around with me forever, and I was embarrassed. I right. mean, to the point where I was, I did not want to be around her. You know, I, my my parents went with me every time I went trick or treating, mm-hmm. and or they went, or at least there was an adult um, with me. Yeah. And I'm sure that at some point, um, you know, kids go without, but you know, they're they're probably. Uh, it, my mom wouldn't 10, let 11, me go. 12. Yeah, when I was able to go on my own, I had to go in a huge group of kids and that sure. sort of thing. And, you know, it's just, I don't know. It, it it seems like the government wants to parent for you here, and, and I don't really understand. Yeah, that's what the most disturbing part uh, to me of this story. Let me continue with a little bit more information. Again, this is going on across America. This happens to be what's going on in South Carolina. Uh, the sheriff says they're using Halloween to check in on about 100 sex offenders who've committed crimes against children and make sure they live where they say they do and aren't using the holiday to lure in children. The sheriff says they've never had a report of a child being assaulted on Halloween, but he wants offenders to know they'll be watched. He says we're trying to be proactive. We're just trying to make sure it's one of the things we can do to try and ensure the safety of these children that are out there tonight. The sheriff says seven teams will be going to sex offenders' homes, while other groups will be watching out for children trick-or-treating. And no offenders on probation will be leaving the auditorium until 10.30. Sex offenders on probation or parole... That's a mighty late trick-or-treating, 10.30. They are under curfew on Halloween. The law states they must steer clear of children, stay in their homes with the lights off, and not hand out candy. Now, secondly, to me, this is... Um Ex post facto, mm-hmm. um, you when when I if if you were sentenced if if one was sentenced to a, uh, for a sex crime one was sentenced to whatever their punishment was probation prison uh, community service some con- some con- combination thereof they never mentioned anywhere in that sentence that um, you wouldn't be able to do certain things on Halloween you night wouldn't be able to have a party life. at your house that's a punishment and they can't punish you. After the crime, they well, can't. they can. They, they are. They are. But <laughs> it's it's it, to me, it's a violation of people's uh, rights. Right. And I think that this trend of the government continuing to talk about we're proactive. We got cops out on the streets. We got cops looking at these sex offenders' houses. Don't worry, parents. Your kids are safe with the South Carolina Sheriff's Department or whatever your local mm-hmm. county sheriff's department on the job. And it it transfers this sort of false sense of security. I think as now, if police can really be out there watching every single kid walking. Absurd. Around. I mean, I was looking outside of my house There's earlier no tonight, and there was all kinds of kids everywhere. But most of them were with parents, so there would have been not a, there would not have been any. And I don't know how many parents actually look at this and say, "Oh, okay, we'll just let four-year-old Johnny walk down the street." But I think it chips away. I think over time, these messages from the police that we're here protecting you, we're here protecting you. Don't worry about sex offenders. We're on the job. Well, no, you should be concerned about sex offenders. Not the, not necessarily the ones that you know about. It's the ones you don't know about. So even if you can identify all the houses on your street that have a sex offender living in them, that doesn't mean the other houses don't have sex offenders that haven't been caught yet. Somebody that wants to touch your kids that's never been in jail, what will happen then? This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain. Just enough time for your call. If you make it now at one 800 259 
That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com, where all the features are totally free. So enjoy those on us. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, then you can go shopping with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. When you enter Amazon through that link, Free Talk Live gets a percentage of your purchase, and it's a great way to get the stuff you need, because you're going to do the shopping anyway. The fact is, you have to buy stuff in order to live. So you might as well buy it through Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. They've even got groceries now. There's 41 categories to shop in. It's the world's largest and uh, probably most reliable retailer, internet retailer. If you enter through that link, Free Talk Live gets a cut. In fact, I just got the numbers back from August because it trails a couple months because they have to give you enough time to make returns before they cut me a check. And uh, we did almost twice as good in August as we did in July. Wow. Just amazing. Um, and I expect that – and this August, we did about as good as we did during the Christmas season, during one of the months of the Christmas season last year. So I'm expecting some really good things uh, to come up in uh, in November and December. But it's really – it's a wonderful program. You get the products you need. Free Talk Live gets a percentage. Working for us. It is Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Uh, more Halloween stories, but your phone calls first. Jeremy in Montana listening on KGEZ. Hello, Jeremy. Hello, Jeremy. Going once. Jeremy, going twice. We'll try and back maybe later. So we're talking about these sex offenders, so-called. And in the case of the, the Halloween stories, they're targeting the ones that have allegedly done something to children. So at least they're not going after the guys peeing behind a tree. Good, consistent sort of thing. That much is true. But it's kind of disturbing what the conditions are for these guys. These sex offenders, they've gone to jail, they've spent time in prison, now they're out, they're trying to make a better life for themselves. In fact, we've read stories about, or we've, I think we've even talked to some of them, we've, we've certainly uh, encountered stories about sex offenders who, something happened 20 years ago, 30 years ago, mm-hmm. and now they've got a wife, now they've got a kid of their own, mm-hmm. and they've got a job, they've had a job, held it down for years, they're on the right track, they've obviously turned their lives around. In their case, on Halloween, in all the, almost all of the areas of this country, they will not be allowed to appear as though they're home. From MercuryNews.com, another completely different uh, area of the country, the requirements in this particular area that from the Mercury News... No uh, faux spider webs, no decorations, no candy, no interaction. Sex offenders must stay home and must not show any sign of being there. You can't there. even put a bowl of candy out in front of your house. And Under not... special Halloween conditions, sex offender parolees must stay indoors from 5 p.m. to 5 a.m. Okay, so it's parolees, but still. Well, this one doesn't, and, and this one doesn't, and it still isn't a condition. I, I suppose they can make a condition of their probation. Right. Yeah, you can make that a condition of the probation. But still, until 5 a.m., 5 p.m. to 5 a.m., the, Who goes the kids, trick-or-treating at the kids are off the streets by 8, yeah. 9 at the latest. Yeah. And, I mean, this is just, they're just controlling people's lives because they can. And it gives parents a false sense of security, and I think it's dangerous because your kids aren't safe just because the cops say they're out there checking on the sex offender houses. Right, and and that's that's absolutely true. The fact is, your kid's much is more likely to be touched by somebody who has, wasn't convicted of a child sex crime than they are of being touched by one that was. And more than likely, if they are going to be touched, they're going to be touched by somebody that they trust, and more um, in more cases than not, that person's also going to be somebody that you trust. So keep an eye on the people that you know and you trust. 
you know, as much, if not more, than you're worrying about these sex offenders out there luring um, a, a group of kids into the house and rounding them up and dropping them in the basement with uh, all for promises of candy or whatever. I mean, it's just it's it's a crazy Hollywood scenario. Absolutely is. So let's try one more time with Jeremy in Montana listening on KGEZ. Last try for Jeremy. Hello. Hey. hey sorry about mind? that, guys. No I don't problem. know how we got disconnected. but uh, It happens. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, well, I had one other thing, but to say first, I think Halloween is just another national holiday to teach people how to beg from the government or from their locals or whatever at an early age. That's why I keep my watchdog out. That way none of them... Little critters come around here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I agree but, with you. I don't think it teaches people how to beg. It's just a fun <laughs> thing where kids dress up and ask for candy. It's not begging. <laughs> but, but anyway, I had a legal uh, question on um, the Free State Society and everything. Was like, uh, I mean, if every person that owns a private piece of property makes the laws on that property, but what if I own a piece of property across from that person? that happens to just a scenario, you know, say that, you know, he he happens to own a convenience store and and his law is that Johnny needs to be hung. I'm using John because you did on that dude earlier. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> so I'm just saying Johnny because he was all over the now, place. No, wait, who's going to be hung for what? But, but well, you know, say he stole a candy bar or something, I mean, that... Well, there you know, there, there may very well there, be, Jeremy. You know, and Jeremy, I'm thank you for saying, the call. I'll go ahead and answer it off the air, but just to, because we're short on time. Uh, but there very may well be very draconian areas where things are punished very severely. Uh, it, there are certainly people that are, you know, law and order types that want to see an arm for an arm, an eye for an eye, and that sort of thing. And, and in the free marketplace, those people wouldn't be prevented from having those sorts of rules. Of course... They could be prevented in that uh, many people would ostracize. I, for one, would not set foot in a uh, a town that had people of that mindset living in it. I would not want to do business with people that were that drac- the draconian and uh, and controlling. So I, I think that um, I, I think that businesses that are threatening you with imminent death for stealing a pack of cigarettes. I don't know if they're going to be too popular in the marketplace. Right. Maybe I, they would be. I wouldn't want to get there, um, go in there and get falsely accused. Right. Uh, and, of course, then again, there's the whole pr- th- then there's the whole factor of, well, in the marketplace where there's market justice being meted out by um, third-party arbitrators that have to compete on the, the basis of fairness and honesty in order to get people into their courtroom in the first place, it's not very likely that people are going to want to go to the arbitrators that are going to be handing down death sentences for simple theft. So it's probably a politically, uh, it's probably just a, an unpopular idea. But I could be wrong. It could be, it could turn out that most Americans think that you should have your hand chopped off for stealing a pack of candy from the store. In which case, okay, doesn't seem likely. It does. Do, yeah, you're right. It doesn't seem likely. So I, I got this uh, top 20 list of uh, oh, know, I want it here. most so uh, worn uh, costumes here during the uh, holidays, uh, during the Halloween season. Okay, let's do that, because I'm going to completely spaced on that. through them. Uh, we got about three minutes, and I, you know the reason that I like to do this list is some parents, I, I came from a, a Christian background, I went to a Christian school, uh, and some parents wouldn't let their kids participate in any kind of Halloween activities. Nothing at all. No to them, fun allowed. To, yeah, right. To them, it was a uh, witch's holiday. It was, uh, e- you know, satanic, and you know, they they wouldn't dress up. Okay. All right. 
coming in number one costume. Wait, 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 wait. Let's go from twenty. You, you want to go twenty on up? Yeah, let's. Okay, go. starting at twenty. Um, we'll just n- burn through the the ten, and then we'll go slow. I'll, I'll, I'll whip up here a little bit. Um, and some of them are precursors to things that are going to come up in in the uh, top. You got five. two minutes, my friend. All right, number twenty, soldier, sailor, with one point four percent. And I want you to what count a these. Boring Julia, costume. I want you to count these for satanic type okay. costumes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Nineteen. Ghost ghoul. Satanic. That could be satanic. Yeah. 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 And uh, that's about the same as Soldier Sailor. 18 cats. It's certainly occultish, if not satanic. Wow. Cat. No, cats. You know, black witches. Cats. Uh, black cats. Bad luck. Uh, iffy. Iffy. I'll give a half percent on that. Maybe over the black cat, and it's likely most of them are. Um, cheerleader. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> satanic, yes. Yeah. Uh, 16. Vampire. Clearly a satanic symbol. Um, Cinderella. What about male cheerleader? Where's Where are the oh, male cheerleader goodness. costumes? <laughs> I don't know. I actually had a friend who was a male cheerleader one year uh, as an adult. Yeah, a it real was male fun. cheerleader. <laughs> um, Cinderella, 15. Now, this number, 1.7%, is going to get added onto another number because somebody wasn't doing their math right, in my, to my opinion. Okay. Okay. Um, number 14, Power Rangers. <laughs> Hmm. Which are really like super-powered ninjas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ninjas made the list, too. They're fighting for good. Power 13, Power Rangers. pumpkins. Pretty neutral. It's Halloween, it's but neutral. pretty neutral. Yeah, Jack-o'-lantern uh, probably is the same thing. Uh, 12, angels. 2% okay. of the uh, of, of kids, angels. Keep it moving. 11, pirate. 10, clown. 9, ninja. Ninja beat out pirates uh, for the internet people Ha-ha. by um, 3%. Okay, Batman. Uh, Star Wars character, superhero, which, of course, Batman would fit into that, but obviously he's the big superhero. Right. Number five, best villain of all time, Darth Vader. Hmm. Uh, number four, monster. That, that's, that's satanic-ish. I, yeah. Um, number three, Spider-Man, obviously a superhero, too. Number two, witch. Oh, okay. Yeah, satanic. Um, number one, the powerhouse. Every single year, this is the big one for kids. Um, doubling the witch percentage was was five point two to eleven point eight percent. The princess. Boom. Almost four million little girls out there want to get. The, this is their day to dress up like a princess, Ugh. pretend they're a princess, ask for Stop some it. candy, but. Parents that stop their little girl from dressing up like a princess because this is a satanic holiday. We got four and a half. To me. You should stop. Four and a half out of twenty. Stop your kids from dressing up as a princess because it, it just is the wrong mentality to be inculcating into your kids. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow night online. In the meantime, freetalklive.com. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. 